The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com. CIC Powerbox, wherever you go, go with power. Welcome to the Bartender Ran Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Haley, and we are back again with a magnificent episode. That's right. If you can't hear it in my voice, let me just, just let you in behind the curtain here, Barflies. I'm faking it. I'm going to keep faking it, and we're going to have a ton of fun, but God damn it, am I hungover. I had to work this morning at 8 a.m. after going on a bender with Michael last night. And not I'm just gonna save Michael. It. I'm going to save it not and Regina Michael, yeah. and the lady, mm-hmm. and I'm going to save... The story for the what's new. I'm going to let Mike tell you. I, I thought we were going to. Why do are you talking? I've not introduced you yet. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to fake it. We're going to have a ton of fun because I am so excited to introduce you to our wonderful guest tonight. One of my favorite bartenders. One of my favorite former coworkers. Uh, we go way back uh, to my time at Ocean Pride. Uh, love this guy and can't wait to hear all of his stories. I also don't know his restaurant business origin story. So this is going to be kind of fun. Along with you barflies, I'm going to learn a little bit today. But without further ado, here he is, draped in the main flag right now, uh, courtesy of David Mulvar. Thanks, Dave. The one and only Michael Windsor. Hey, Steve. So smart and handsome. How are you doing today? Yeah. I'm not even going to make a... <laughs> you guys should have seen him in his cute little uh, later hosen from Das. Oh, my it. God. Ridiculous. God Dude, uh, I quit. I, I don't know how you do that. No, so we only do it two weeks out of the year. And um, Oktoberfest started yesterday. Um, I obviously didn't work yesterday. Uh, but for the next two weeks, every day, the boys have to wear lederhosen and the girls have to wear dirndls, mm-hmm. which is always just it's a nasty word, dirndl. Dirndl, yeah. It's, it's like a bulbous, you know? It's just it's one of those words that just sounds crude and sexual. Um, but anyway, uh, yes, I despite the fact that I looked like a... Young German boy. I love chocolates. I love my dog. Yes, correct. <laughs> from the straight from the Alps. I was not in that sort of uh, fun-loving, you know, sound of music mood. I was really like beaten down today. I did. I've got to give it to you, man. Like it, it's it, that took some some effort, some willpower. You know, what to get up at seven? Yeah, just in the get morning up and, and get go to work? and do it. Yeah, dude, brutally hungover. I thought, I thought you were legally dead last night. Oh, so. it was crazy. We were, we were actually shorthanded. We were out of everything. It was just one of those Sundays. The Ravens are playing on the road. It's just oh, it was a cosmic gumbo of bullshit, and uh, and it all kind of came to a head today. But anyway, that's not what I want to talk about. Michael, what is new? Tell the people the tragedy that occurred last night. <sighs> I think we're going to do a Boilermaker for the full story. But yeah, yeah. Just, so, just I mean, play the notes. So, number one, Regina thought she could party with the BRP boys. <laughs> we do things a little differently. Nice try. <laughs> no, uh, we did have a great time. But um, ultimately, went down to Fell's Point, went, went watched the game at the bar, met up. Too and, much fun. And, Too much fun. And uh, ultimately, Steve and the lady left before us. Um, Regina was going to go shortly after. and re- Keep in mind, Regina and Michael are from out of town, so they're mm. just visiting. Yeah. And they're staying with us, but they don't have keys to this home. Yeah, and then Regina got all pissed off at me for some bullshit reason. I don't know what it was. You're probably being an asshole. No, we're cool now. But uh, she was mad at me, so she left. And, um, she, and 
sorry, I'll cut that out. God damn it. Uh, the lady was going to wait up for her. Well, she gets there and Steve... And let her in the house. And let her in the house. You're not really telling the story. Oh, dude, I'm also hurting today. So, yeah. But anyway, so she shows up and Steve and the lady are passed out, not answering their phones. And uh, she ends up having to go and, and get a hotel and walk to a fucking hotel. Yeah. So uh, at three o'clock in the morning, she yeah. had to get a hotel. Sorry. Michael... Uh, a little bit more determined than Regina. I showed up later. I was still hanging out. I, I helped. Shout out to me. I think I helped get him late last night. I hope yeah. so, so. He hopped our back fence and climbed up our balcony, which is insanely dangerous, and he probably could have died. And he climbs up our balcony and broke in through a window and slept. It was open. Yeah, in our but- spare bedroom. We were looking for him all morning, and I'm thinking, my God, he's dead somewhere in Patterson Park. And there he is, uh, you know, resting on a pillow, nice comforter, you know, looking, looking, uh, wouldn't be, looking a, good, well wouldn't be a good time in Baltimore without a little B&E, you know? No doubt, no doubt. But it was pretty funny, and we, we really did feel terrible for Regina, and she felt terrible all day long. I, I feel so bad for her. If you're listening to this, uh, I know you're getting pizza right now, and I, you, uh, as we actually speak, but if you're listening to this on Spotify weeks from now, I'm so sorry. I'm really, really sorry. Michael is such a dick. <laughs> and I it. apologize. All right. Let's keep it moving. Uh, I apologize. Ch- for- check out the Patreon because we are going to do the yeah, full boil maker full with all of us to tell the whole story. Now, so. I will say this. Uh, we are getting off to a bit of a stumbling rough start here just because of how, uh, how you and I are licking our wounds. However, I believe our guest is going to help us prevail. And the drink that he brought on is going to give us the much-needed boost. Um, but before we introduce him... As always, thank you, listeners, to all of you wonderful barflies. Can I can I do this really quick? Go I don't usually do. I won't. I'll keep it short. But seriously, thank you all. Um, this podcast has been so much fun to do. Uh, thank you to all of our guests who have come on the show. Thank you to all of you listeners. Thank you to the other collaborators like the bartenders and Do You Want to Start a Tab and Heard Card Game. This has been so much fun and. Um, I'm in Baltimore getting to see my friends uh, because you know because of this podcast. So thank you guys so much. If you want to get involved, um, you know, please just reach out. This has been such a fun project, and we want to come to your town and interview you and your and your local bartender. So please just reach out. Um, it, we also say this. Um, Hold on. Okay. If you do want to get more involved, though, listen. Yeah, listen to the outro, yeah. and we'll have all the information on there that you know where you can get involved and all that kind of stuff. Um, and before we get started, we always have our disclaimer because you need to hear it every time. Some people need to hear it every time. Um, we world, all need to hear it every this time. This <laughs> world is a more interesting place with you in it. I've had such a good time being back here with my friends and just from being reminded, like, even though it's hard and it can be stressful and difficult, life is truly so beautiful. And um, just if you need any help, please do not hesitate to reach out and get the help that you need. We, we have some hotlines at the end of the show. There's chow. There's, there's specific groups and support systems for people that are struggling with this kind of stuff. And what, what we're really talking about is mental health mental and how health. this industry wears yeah. down. And even if, if, even if it's not the industry, if you're a listener and you're not in the industry and, you, and you're struggling with your mental health, please reach out to somebody and get the help that you need. Um, it's very important. And sometimes the hardest part of that process is that first step in yeah. admitting that you need some And that's help. why you can reach out to just two absolute fools like Michael and I. If you want to, you just need a sounding board, you need somebody to talk to, DM us, call us, you know, shoot us an email. Um, we're here to listen. We've been through a lot of this stuff too, but Mike, Mike is right. You can't keep coming back and enjoying the show with us if you're not taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so please, please make that a priority. Start today. Call the, the line at the end of the show or reach out to us, guys. Um, we want you to keep uh, coming back and building this beautiful community. Mm-hmm. All right. 
without further ado, I have been waiting almost two and a half years to introduce on the BRP for the first time, Ed O. I cannot wait to hear all of his wonderful stories, and he has brought with him old fashions. Let's get into it. Ed, how are you, my dude? I'm good, man. Finally here, huh? Yes, finally here. I, I, I Listen, I know I blow I was going to say a year, but you're probably right on about two years in the works. Well, you know, I, I've been bugging you for a year, but you have to understand, when Mike and I first uh, sat down and jotted out the show, we wrote down a list of like, hey, who do you want to have on? And, and it was all these, you know, a lot of them were our friends. A lot of them were bartenders that it, we've seen in the wild that we just like. But I got to tell you, you were right there up on the list. There's a... There's another white whale from Ocean Pride, and it's Mike Centeni. But course, I don't think course. I don't think Mikey's ever. I don't think Mikey's game for the headphones and the know. technology. I'm not sure he knows what a podcast might is. Be too old school for him. Yeah, for him. but uh, no, I'm so happy to have you on, my man. I'm glad to be here finally, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. You just bring me. You just bring me such joy when I see you. you got the big smile on your face. You're always just. You're such a. Um, you're. I think the thing that I fell in love with with uh about you with your bartending style is how attentive you are it's a very old school style i say that as an absolute compliment it's it something back, right? i envy i really do because you're just you're so detailed and you you uh you're a, a keen observer of the human behavior when ed's behind the bar you can see his mind turning to what does this person need what does that person need let me wipe this here's a coaster just the little mm -hmm. just the little stuff that make you it really makes you feel um you know looked after mm -hmm. at the bar it's that wonderful bedside manner so i got i got to tell you i've always envied that about you and appreciate it, appreciate it. yeah where does that come from is that just <laughs> i i mean it's a combination of a lot of things um i joke around i say i have uh ocd it's not a, it's not a curse it's a gift but <laughs> i have i've found in this line of work it is uh a huge asset, so Absolutely. I'm always looking at little things. Uh, I'm the type of person that I can see when somebody's drink is about an inch away from being done. And, uh, you know, I've always been that way. I want to have the same service when I go out, so I try to treat yeah. everybody that way that comes in. I treat everybody the same, whether they're a regular that's been coming into some place for 10 years or whether they're a first-time customer. That's mm -hmm. how you develop relationships. So. You you're so right. The OCD is a tool in the toolbox is, for, for a bartender, for sure. And now it makes more sense why, be, before we started the show, Ed brought up uh, to, to you and me, Mike, how much uh, he enjoyed Rob Does It All's episode. Mm -hmm. And Labels of course, out, baby. you guys are kindred spirits. Labels out. You, you know, keep it clean. Put it back where it's supposed Absolutely. to go. Yes, yes. So that makes a lot of sense. Well, dude, so happy to have you on the show. Obviously, we're going to get it kicked off, as we always do, with our cocktail history. And you've brought... An absolute classic. I know we've done some old fashions in the past. However, I want to have Ed O's old fashioned. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit why you picked this drink, how you make it, how you part sure. it, and then uh, mix up a few of these okay. for us. Well, I was trying to think about some cocktail that I actually enjoy making. And uh, I've noticed, at least in the business for the last couple of years, that it seems like old fashions almost are coming back with yeah. bourbons and whiskeys. And I've made a lot more over the years. Some people... Like I said, it's not a hard process. You can actually make them really quick, but uh, it, it does take a little bit of work. And I've worked with a lot of bartenders that don't want to do that little extra work and yeah. they are terrible. <laughs> and it's one of the first drinks I ever, when I got in this business, I've been in this business, I'm 49. I've been in it since I'm 21. Are you really 49? I am, man. Yeah, man you, you're, doing, you're doing it <laughs> I right, dude. That's why I you're laugh doing it and right. smile, man. It's your kids keeping you young. My I know kids it is. are keeping me young, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of the first drinks I ever learned how to make. And... Uh, 
you know, like I said, to see that almost 30 years later, you know, people still order them as much. It's not just a country club thing or a over 75 thing. Yeah. So, you know, it's nice to see. And, and I don't, and I actually don't, I like making them. That's a, definitely a process that it's not a long process if you do it right, but you know, it, it does take a little bit of effort. And mm-hmm. if you make a good one, people appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So you and I were talking when we were, uh, when we finally booked you and we were leading up to the show about what you might bring on. And we were kind of going back yeah, and yeah. forth about what the cocktail might be. Um, so many drinks just come and go, right? Like we're still, I think we're on the tail end of green teas. I, uh-huh. I'm, I'm making less and less of them every week. I it get feels a lot like. more white teas now. Right, white that teas. Seems to be something or it's, people are you know, switching to. Obviously, they love the sour bombs. Yeah, yeah. That one's just gone berserk. I've but that's a craze it, now. Yeah, it's 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 nuts how there are these drinks that stand the test of time, and that makes sense. If we're going to do a bartender rant podcast, if we're going to do a show about the industry, of course, old fashions are going to make multiple appearances because they have. Stood the test of time. Mm. They're one of those drinks that isn't a fad. It well, doesn't come and go. And I love it, too, because the old-fashioned in particular is one that people have very strong opinions oh, you can, on how to make so it. So many different takes on it. Yeah. I mean, we've, we, how many times have we argued on this show, you do muddle it with fruit, you don't muddle it with fruit. You do put uh, brandy Fucking in it. Fucking brandy in it. We had a guy. <laughs> really? We had a guy. It's a Wisconsin thing. Uh, yeah, it is. So in Wisconsin, they all have brandy, oh, right? We gosh. have some people on the show that a little splash of soda water. Some purists are like, never any soda water, right? So it's kind of cool. It's this drink that can be so unique, uh, bartender to bartender. So yeah. on that note, tell us a little bit how you make yours, what whiskey you choose, how you part it up. I do prefer Makers. I have had... It's, um, I'm sorry, I don't know if you know this. It's actually pronounced Mackers. <laughs> no, it is. Are you kidding? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the actual... The, we, so we just, had, we just had Mackers on the show yesterday. God, and, it, and it turns out that the, the family who started that brand, they actually... No, I'm being dead, Shut the fuck I'm up. I'm dead serious. Everybody pronounces it wrong, and it should, we just allowed it to happen. It's Mackers. The, the guy we had on yesterday convinced one of his co Workers that, that it was, was that, that's for terrific. Months. <laughs> he was going around months. telling people Mackers, Mackers, Mackers until that kid's father was like, Somebody's being mean to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, that is too funny. I can't help myself. <laughs> All right, so anyway, you prefer Makers. I mark. prefer the Makers, Mark. I like, I think it's a good bourbon. You know, I don't. I like higher end ones. Some people like higher end ones. You can do it with a rail, even if you do it right. But I prefer makers. That's what I've always used as a go-to, especially when people don't know what they want. I think that's a fair, not a low end, not a high, not the highest of them all. So you're, you know, you're being, you're doing the customer right by. Like I said, I think makers is a good choice. So I prefer all natural ingredients. I know some people use simple syrup. I hate simple syrup. <laughs> I wish it would burn in hell. You were, that, you were very kind when I offered you simple syrup earlier. Not, nice to, not to I can't stand me. it. It drives me nuts. I don't know why. I just, like I said, I like just a packet of sugar. I usually double up on the oranges and the, and the cherry and then just a little bit of bitters, muddle it all together, put the, uh, put the bourbon in, kind of do a kind of do a stir with it before you put the ice in and then drop the ice and yeah ready to go so awesome yeah awesome. and i wonder i wonder as far as the old fashioned like how if like how regional it is because we've had other bartenders come question. on and make it and they're, they're, they're no fruit yeah. it's you know it's it, or like the rind or sure. something yeah. and i just wonder how regional it is because whenever i started at bluestone okay. that is how i was taught to make okay. it okay okay so and that's i, I that's I how i also say this yeah I came, I mean, we all kind of came up yeah, in yeah. restaurants in the same area. Sure. You here in Baltimore, me in Baltimore, sure. you, at least your, the bulk of your restaurant career was yeah, here in Baltimore. Baltimore yeah. And I was taught the exact same way um, to, to muddle the sure. cherry, to mm-hmm. muddle the orange in the glass. I always, 
it when I as a young drinker in my early twenties, when I picture an old fashioned, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I picture a drink that's a little pulpy mm-hmm. because those bits of orange have been sure. broken up in there, right? So, um, I, I that is interesting that you'd bring that up. We all were taught that way. Carl is adamant there shouldn't be anything in the drink ever, right? <laughs> you know, he he wants to like spritz orange zest like mm. at the glass like and light it, uh, light it yeah, on and that's it you. and that's it so all right well you pick the makers you said you like to double up on on the orange and cherry i know we're doing sugar and a little bit of bitters but can you part it for me how much whiskey are you doing it's i mean it i usually think it's about a shot maybe two so maybe two ounces or so I think okay that's really all you need. a little heavier yeah. for this i mean you can a- see the ice still you know you, it's not completely covered yeah yeah so whiskey forward cocktail so you want the whiskey to shine makes sense yeah um well why don't you mix up a few of these for us and while you're doing that i'm gonna share a quick cocktail history sounds good now listeners out there you know i like to go off board and mike's gonna not love this one so much so mike can you do the uh the high uh the uh high noon uh do do it again yeah, there you go. Thank you. All right. So if you remember, I mean, dude, I am, my brain is kind of fried. Today. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, if you guys remember Dwayne's episode where I went way off the board, I'm going to d- go off the board again because I know, uh, you know, I know we've talked about old fashions on the show many, many times. We just had an episode where we talked about makers, so I'm not going to go down the same rabbit hole that we've already treaded, mm-hmm. treaded through many times, but. Something that you guys don't know about Edo that I do. This guy loves him some Red Bull. Edo is the unofficial like brand ambassador of Red Bull. And I thought it'd be fun to do a little bit of he Red Bull. He's drinking a Red Bull right He's now. already had one. He's on his second one. He brought, he brought his own Red Bull carrying case. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. He walked in. I was like, oh, he's got his little... I was like, uh, you got your bar tools in there, and he just starts pulling out Red Bulls out of it, like it's a, like, you know, like he's a magician with a, you know, with a bunch of ribbons or something. Like, God, my brain is fried. Um, anyway, I know how much Ed loves Red Bulls, so in an homage to him, I wanted to talk, uh, share some fun facts. Okay, I'm we all know Red Bull, the king of the energy drink market, the thing that launched the entire category. Been around since you know uh, the '80s, um, but I want to share some facts that you maybe have never heard. At one point, Red Bull was banned in Germany for allegedly containing cocaine. This is where the this is where allegedly yeah allegedly containing cocaine. So Red Bull was pulled from German markets after authorities found trace amounts of cocaine in the drink. The company states it does not use coca leaves, but only a flavoring agent that has a cocaine alloy in it. Um, Germany's uh, basically FDA. Uh, um, after testing a bunch of Red Bull that had had been produced and and shipped to Germany, found 0.13 micrograms um, and said that it did not pose any serious health risk, but it did go over their their max standard of what it could contain. It was from the the process of making it. They just used something. So they use the coca leaves that Mm -hmm. actually can make cocaine. They use it for flavoring. And so there is like the tiniest, littlest, itty bittiest trace of cocaine in Red Bull. Um, the second one that I found interesting was Red Bull originally to get off the ground as a marketing ploy 
paid college kids to drink this at parties. So if you've ever done like, a, you know, vodka Red Bull, you ever done, uh, you know, a bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, Vegas the reason, bombs, yeah. The reason why Red Bull is so synonymous with the party scene is because their original marketing ploy was all about, hey, we are going to actually go to campuses. We're going to pay frats and sororities and college kids to drink it. So they used to stand actually outside bars at big college uh, colleges and pay people five, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars to order Red Bull when they got inside. So they used to pay you to drink it, which is, you know, that harkens way back. We talked a little bit about the show, some of the guerrilla marketing tactics that companies like Coca Cola used to do, where you know, um, to beat when Pepsi first got released, Coca went to large cities like Chicago, New York, and handed out. Um, free Coke coupons to like millions of people because they knew that the race was not to buy this one Coke but to get brand loyalty, mm. right? So it's it's a smart, yeah. smart tactic. I remember being at a, at college and having the uh, Red Bull girls showing yep. up to the library where I was studying all tits and ass and everything, handing out Red Bulls. So. Yeah, yeah. Do you need to get through this all-nighter? Here's some Red Bull. Yeah. Um, another fun fact, and this is probably my favorite one. I saved the best for last, but this is my favorite one. Um, the brand owes you money, okay? If you have drank a Red Bull in the last 12 years, you should get $10 for every Red Bull that you drank. In 2013, the company was sued for falsely advertising in a large class action suit in the United States and multiple European countries. The suit stated that the logo and tagline, Red Bull gives you wings, is misleading because it does not actually give you wings no, and you cannot fly. Red Bull, ended up, Red Bull ended up settling before going to court and put out an escrow fund of $13 million no. for its American consumers, offering 10 to $15 worth of Red Bull products or cash for every Red Bull that you've consumed uh, and have purchase records of. I would be retired by now. That's what I'm how crazy is that? Where was I on that day in college? How, we were passing it out. How man. crazy is that? So if you drank Red Bull anytime between um, uh, 2013 and now, um, or I'm sorry, between 20, uh, 2000 and 2013, you uh, Red Bull owes you money in that class action lawsuit, and you can actually there's a link to email the company oh my um, God. that we can post. Yes. Um, the final, final uh, story about Red Bull, and I just, I, this was crazy. We always like to bring up a little bit of true crime on the show. The heir to the Red Bull fortune killed a police officer. In 2012, Vorayath Yuvadia, it's really name, I'm sorry, I'm having a really tough time pronouncing it, heir to the multi-billion dollar company, was driving his Ferrari when he collided and killed a police officer. He actually got out of his car and fled the scene, leaving the officer's body in the street. He then tried to cover up the incident, um, and, you know, and tried to actually bribe a few other police officers to help wow. him do so. Uh, he is currently uh, awaiting um, trial. They've kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and pushing. When you have money, you can skirt the legal system. Mm. But crazy, crazy story. Wow. Rich kid in a Ferrari hits a cop. You know. You know, it's it's sad, sad story. But I thought that was just an interesting piece, a little tidbit. Fun. All right. Well, Ed, thank you so much. These looks, a- <laughs> these thank looks you, thank absolutely. Thank you for the history of Red Bull. I yeah, love no you, problem. man. Yeah, no, problem. <laughs> no problem. I thought that would just be kind of just a uh, nice, great, nice one for you. And now we have our tasty old fashions yeah. poured up, and they look delicious. Yes, thank you, sir. The color oh, is the color is fantastic. It has that kind of copper, you know, spiced 
golden brown color to it. I've, I've also found you don't have to. De- some people when they muddle, they'll just literally destroy the fruit. I mean, yes. You don't. You don't put too much. Just express on. it. A just bit. enough to get the juices out. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah. So. And I'm also very excited. We actually bought these Luxardo cherries. They're amaretto soaked cherries mm-hmm. for another episode that we did. I think we had some Manhattans. Um, I love them. I don't get to drink. I like them. the ice cubes. Yeah. yeah. We had to do. We had to do big ball cubes <laughs> as well. But let's raise a glass in the air. And as we always say, Cheers. don't just listen along. Drink along. Cheers. Or That's do laundry right. or whatever. Cheers me, Steve. God no. damn it. Son of a bitch. Sorry. Oh, God. If you're out there and you have not given us money, you should. <laughs> like, That's the best, best uh, advertisement I've ever heard. Yeah, also, fuck you, listener. I can't, believe, I can't believe I'm doing this for you right now for free. Pay for the Patreon, god damn it, and listen to the wonderful story that Regina nope. and Mike and I are going to put yeah. on Mike's letter. Okay, shameless plug aside, Ed, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. What we always uh, kind of get the ball rolling with is what we call our drinkton. Now, this is your service industry, LinkedIn. We want to hear about your career. So, tell us how you first ever got into the restaurant business. I first got into the restaurant business. I was literally a couple months after turning 21. Uh, I had actually attended a school <laughs> three of the best semesters of my life <laughs> but uh, decided it was not for me and I was trying to figure out something I could do in life that I would enjoy that I could make a living at and uh, I probably because of my age and getting into going into bars I thought this might be an interesting field to try I was a night person already you know even before all that so uh, my first job was working for Baltimore Country Club. Oh, nice. Um, it was the only place that would hire me with no experience. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I very much enjoyed my time there. It was an you know, eye-opening experience on many levels, especially looking back. But um, I did enjoy it. You know, it, it, Like I said, it, I, I, for the business that I've been in, I've been able to do a lot of different aspects, um, whether it's fine dining, whether it is concert events, whether it's catering. And it's nice to have a little, little bit of a dabble in everything. I think so. But yeah. I enjoyed my time there. It was. Uh, what would they start you out at? Uh, I was a bartender. I really, was. you oh, walked yeah. right in I, and they let you bartend. I'm an excellent interviewer. I and, I, and it and it comes with, you know, like I said, my, one reason I've always enjoyed working with you. You can you have good work ethic. You know, you can sense that when you talk to you. You hear that, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not speaking too out of line, but. <laughs> Mike's, but, hurt. Mike, Mike's hangover just doubled over there. He's like, yeah, <laughs> ah, sorry. I think I'm, I'm an sorry. awesome. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> but uh, I interviewed well. I wanted to learn the business, and I made sure that came across in the interview. So they were willing to, to train me, which, you know, cool. for, for a guy getting into this business, usually you start off as a bar back or you know somebody. Um, the chances of walking into any type of big place, especially, and starting off as a bartender yeah. is, is tough. And uh, so I... I did that, and I, I enjoyed it, and I was Ed, there for close to three years, I think two years or so. I did, we've almost done 70 shows, okay? Mm-hmm. And no one in 70 episodes has started as a bartender. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I had to valet for six years oh. before they let me be a busser, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I, I have to ask, you, you said it's the only place that would let you bartend, right? Walk right on the street yep. and give you a chance mm-hmm. and teach you a little bit. How many other places do you apply to? Enough. A handful, definitely. I mean, I was still, was still, I was still a little wet behind the ears. I thought I could just walk in with a resume and say I wanted to do this. And, you know, somebody else might give me a shot. And no, that wasn't the case. So I, I, I definitely had applied at a handful of places. That was what I wanted to do. I thought about it, you know, as far as, like, being a night person. 
And like I said, something that I thought I could could make a living doing. Yeah. You know, I was already drinking. I figured I might as well get paid for it. So <laughs> <laughs> I love the determination. I love it. So, so you said you were there for three years. Mm. How does your career kind of expand from there? What other positions have you held? Where else did you kind of bop to? I have. Honestly, I can say that I've done pretty much every position in this industry you can think of from a dishwasher, busser to a general manager. So I've been all around, but I will say my favorite position has is, is been bartending or serving. Um, I, like I said, I enjoy just the people interaction. Mm -hmm. I enjoy not knowing what's going to happen at the night and I enjoy the money so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not as stressful, but, uh, as being like a manager or something, but I've done a little bit of everything. You know, I had, uh, I had times in my life where I thought I might want to run and own and operate my own place. Yeah. And, um, I, I changed my mind after uh, managing a couple mm -hmm. places <laughs> and having kids too yeah. so that, you, that you live you live in the building you gotta yes, put a mattress you, really you gotta put a mattress in the office i have never met a manager that either had a good home life or that was married or anything like that because most of them you you are living in where you work and that that's a commitment if you're willing to make that uh, more power to you but not everybody wants to and, and you know i at one point was didn't think that was what i wanted to do but i do still love the business yeah i've worked in this area in particular, I've been, you know, most of my career actually, you know. What are some of the other places you've been? Because um, I, I, I think part of the story that I think we're gonna tell tonight, and I don't I don't mean to specifically hone in on this, no, but no. I think what the listeners are really gonna get a picture of is, um, you know, I, I gush about Baltimore on the show, but every now and then we have somebody on that's a real representation of like of this city, of the social scene, of the bar scene. I think you're one of those people. I appreciate um, it. That, that has kind of like defined what a drinking and eating establishment around Baltimore is really like. And I think those stories are going to come to light. But name some of the places that you've been or around the area because I think it's going to help ground some the people. The place I say I get recognized the most from is working at Padonia Station. Mm -hmm. I worked there on and off about 13 or 14 years. Um, and that was really one place where I got my feet wet as far as the high volume bartending. Um, I actually started there as a bar back. I actually, that was my first job after, maybe not my first job, but one of my first jobs after leaving the country club. Oh, okay. And I remember at the time I applied to be a bartender and they did not consider what I had enough experience. <laughs> and the guy asked me, he's like, do you want a bar back? At the time, I had no clue what a bar back was. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Because you're working at a country club. I was like, what, what, what the hell is this? And you know, I said, well, I, you know, is the money good? And the guy sold me on this. So there was, including myself, there was four bar backs for in the entire building of Padonia Station. <laughs> when he asked me, when I asked him if they, we made money, he said, well, your other three bar backs, two of them drive Corvettes and one of them drives a Stealth. So I think they do pretty good here. <laughs> so. All right. And Padonia Station, let's pour one out for them. I mean, it's no longer, unfortunately, but it was, uh, they, great, had, great they, had a, place. they had a great run there they for did. a while. They did. They had a really good run right up the street from Ocean Pride. Yep. Um, for any of you listeners are familiar with my stories from that establishment, mm -hmm. but what what are some of the other joints? Because that that that's old school Baltimore. That for is sure. definitely uh, well. One of my favorite ones that I work downtown, and it's not there anymore, unfortunately, is Bay Cafe. Oh my God! I didn't, place, I didn't even know you worked there. Ah, uh, I would have worked there for free. My gosh, <laughs> the down there was unbelievable. I worked out. I worked out on the deck, and I worked on. 
Fridays and Sundays mm. and Sunday, that was the place to be at one point in Baltimore, whereas that was where everybody was on a good Sunday, come spring and summer weather. I mean, I'm not kidding. I look, Don't get me wrong. I love the money, but I literally, just to the people there, I would have worked for free. It was so much fun. And I was still pretty new to the business, too. So I can still, to this day, when I, I had no idea you worked in the yeah, big yeah, cafe. Yeah. I can hear in my head Mickey, Amelia, and Spiegel sure. going, come on down to the Bay Cafe, hon. We got happy hour seven days a week. We got brunch on Sundays. You know, like, I can, it's just so, it's so fucking Baltimore, oh, dude. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it is. But that place was great. And I, and I worked, I worked during the season, which was nice. So I really only worked, uh, like, the spring and summer, which was great. But I learned how to be a, uh, fast bartender down there in a fish yeah. bar. I always okay. say yeah, I learned how to be a speed bartender at Bay Cafe and and it does attribute a lot to how quick I am now, how yeah. attentive I am now. I have uh, to imagine that place was doing like I'm just I'm just thinking about the volume because I only went a handful of times as a kid. Like I I, I was never even twenty one when they were still open. You um, literally would go for hours. I mean like if you didn't you had to keep your head down. You guys you had to be doing five five six 50, people. 60 K easily, days. Easily, like, easily. Yeah, easily. No, no question easily. about it. It was unbelievable. Like I said, that place. And it was literally the place everybody went that Sunday. And then when we closed and it wasn't even a late night, everybody would head over to the square. Mm. And uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of Orioles that came down there. Mm. I met most of the cast of The Wire. They were all living there. Was there was Yep, there was a condominium really right across the street. I think it was Tendago Wharf. But yep. a whole cast from The Wire stayed there while they were filming so you know i i got to meet a lot of them very cool people you know wow. a couple of them are very cool so you they know. uh just to update you because i know you're running around you you got you're you're busy guy you're chasing after chasing after the kids as yeah, well yeah. but where the bay cafe used to be you know it's bayside skillet now yes, obviously yes. and that that's actually become a murderer's row of bars because you have bayside skillet okay. you got raw and refined Bo Brooks actually now opened up a. They built a dock and they opened up a, a bar called Drift Bar. Oh wow! It's okay. like out into the water. No kidding. They're completely okay. redoing Bo Brooks, um, and then you have um, you have the marina. Okay. Uh, that's right down from there, and then um, you know that old Seven Eleven that was there. Sure. It's now Lighthouse Liquors, and they have an outdoor courtyard bar. And all of these are connected with the water taxi. They all have water taxi stops Oh, now. wow. So you can literally bar crawl down along the water in That's Canton. Terrific. Water taxi hopping. Um, it's, it's so cool. We actually just celebrated the lady's birthday at Drift Bar and then took the water taxi oh, wow. down around to Pendry. That, that, that would just make the, the bar experience just that much more fun because it's yeah. just a little unusual. Should you know? I get the Uber? Fuck the Uber. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> We're taking a boat, bitch. What are you talking about? Um so, all right, so um, obviously you're still in the business now. Tell tell the people where you are now, okay. and you and I know you said you've done a lot of these different positions, but you're primarily bartending. Pretty much, yeah. I work at currently. I work at Ocean Pride and Town Tavern. Mm. I work both places about seven years each. So. I cannot wait to talk about Town Tavern. <laughs> I, I got some great wait. stories, man. Dude, <laughs> I have never said the words Town Tavern on this show, Ed. <laughs> I've been waiting. So long to bring them up. Just think of the double deuce from Roadhouse. Man. I, I fucking love Town Tavern, but it is a certain brand. No it doubt. is not for no everybody. Doubt. It is free entertainment at a show <laughs> that you never know what's going to happen. Oh, dude, it's it's it, it is, is a lot of fun, man. It is wacky. Double deuce is a good representation. It's a great representation. If, if you haven't seen Roadhouse. It, 
Can I be honest? The Absolutely. insides of the Absolutely. building actually look a lot it alike. Does, man. If I start quoting that movie, don't hold me back. Right? <laughs> I, won't, I won't. Oh, man. You've gotten rich off the people in this town. You're damn right I have, and I'm going to get rich. Um, <laughs> we could just do just a Roadhouse podcast. Yeah, I'm so Are you a Roadhouse fan, Mike? That feels I've like a... I've never seen Roadhouse. You've never seen oh, never Roadhouse? Seen. I don't know what you're missing, Dog. man. I, I, this is... And I, look, I know. I spent you're in a, for a real treat. I spent a lot of bullshit on this show. It is... Quote me. It is the greatest bartending movie ever. What if he calls my mom a whore? Is she? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to see it. All right. one oh, point, you don't know what you're missing. It's, it's not like I didn't watch it for any particular the reason. Doggy, never, at one point, Patrick Swayze. Swayze? Swayze. At one point, Patrick Swayze rips the guy's larynx <laughs> out. Well, don't spoil it for me. Jesus Christ. I mean, come on. It's a pretty... The movie's been out for 40, 35 years. It's not my fault. It's not a spoiler alert. I can't do spoiler alert on Roadhouse. I read... This is a great story. I don't know who told it to me, but the guy that... Um, the, the woman in the movie, Kelly Lynch. Oh, yeah. Are lo- you a Kelly Lynch fan? I am. I, I am... Just from that movie, <laughs> but oh, dude. this this story actually makes me even more of a fan. So I this story that I was told by somebody, uh, Kelly Lynch married. I think it's I think Malcolm Glazer, big producer in Hollywood. Okay, and uh, and I don't think she really acts anymore. But Bill Murray apparently, anytime that movie is on with the love scene. He calls Malcolm Glazer to let him know that his wife's love scene is on TV oh right now. <laughs> and it's pretty, like I said, this is uh, back in the it's also, late 80s. They, they show a little bit more one than of the most, they would. It's also one of the most famous movie sex oh scenes. It's gosh. a great movie sex scene <laughs> in an old dirty barn. Like, it's it's just terrific, so great, man. dude. Gosh. Uh, the whole movie, you're like, man, she's hot, but she's just like... She seems like a real good church girl. Like mm. she's not gonna take her tits no. out. She, there's no way. She's a doctor Kelly, for God's sake. There's sakes. no way Kelly Lynch is gonna take her tits out in this movie. So out of oh character. Oh my God! Get in here! Get in here! Kelly Lynch's tits are out in the barn. But apparently, anytime that movie's on, Bill Road- Murray sees it. We were watching Roadhouse I'm tonight. You, also, we buried the lead. Uh, despite all the wonderful things about this movie, you know what my hands down my favorite thing is? Who's um? I always forget his name. It's gonna. Call, I want to call him Tom Selleck. Who's the? Oh my man, Wade, Sam Elliott. My Sam man, my Elliott. Man, my man, Wade Garrett. Oh my god, <laughs> he's throwing. Seven, he's great. He's, he's my favorite. I actually like him more. He's I in think. the movie for fifteen minutes. Uh, he's, he's throwing seven hundred miles an hour. He's great. He's just he steps on screen. He's soaked in hot that sauce. Looks like the guy that hurt. Just like, oh my god, no one has ever been as cool as Sam I Elliott in Rojas. That man. is the coolest. That is the epitome of cool. He's just a badass. Chain smoking cigarettes, beat it, beat half to death. Oh my god! All right, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. We're watching. No, no. You're, you're, you're watching Roadhouse. Even though tonight. I haven't seen it, I'm enjoying you're watching you guys geek tonight. out over it. If, you, if you're listening to this show and you haven't seen Roadhouse, stop the podcast. No, what you're right? missing. Pull over to the side of the road. All right, load it up. God damn it! All right. Anyway, sorry. Um, Town Tavern. This is what's in the shallowest rabbit hole. Anyway, gonna I can't, a, this is gonna be a long episode. Uh, it's gonna be it, one Steve? of them. It's gonna be one of them. Uh, I can't wait to get into the Town Tavern stories in particular. I've been, uh, I've been hiding that. I have been, uh, didn't want to spoil that for Mike. Mike doesn't even know about Town Tavern. Oh, is this is this in the uh, Timonium Towson area? County, like I'm, I almost feel like is because it, it's on the we, main strip, right? So if you, oh, we used to go there to buy alcohol. Yes, I did. Tom would always go there to buy alcohol. That's how I first learned about the place years. Yeah, they would you sell. Could, you they could, would sell. Yes, so I, 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 I drank there. I drank there with people from Bluestone and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yes, it is right up. I there. went there and, and yeah, bought a six pack there. Yeah, so 
All right, Ed. We've gotten through the formalities. We heard about how you got in the business. I'm almost done my delicious old fashioned, and it, yeah, is it is delicious. Yeah, delicious, delicious. Carl, by the way, if you're out there, Ed muddled the shit in the drink. I got no pulp. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's thin. It's easy. Like, I mean, he could use some brandy. Don't get me wrong. Oh but. God, here <laughs> on that note, on that note, let's get into the gauntlet. Are uh, you ready, my friend? I'm ready. I think, man. Ed, there's only one way through, and that's forward. So let's here, do it. We go. <laughs> All right. All right, Ed. Question number one of the gauntlet. Pet peeves and misconceptions. Now, Ed, these can be your pet peeves about coworkers, about customers, just in general about the business, or maybe some misconceptions that people have about the service industry sure. that they don't really understand. Sure. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll start with some of my pet peeves. Though most places I work now especially are aware that I have OCD. I am literally the type of person that by the time I leave at the end of the night, the coasters will all be aligned. They'll all be facing the same way. And every once in a while I have a customer that decides to be funny and starts flipping coasters in front of me. Uh, I'm the same way. Literally, if I have two different color straws, they cannot be in the same bin. I have literally separated them before on slow nights. When Ed used to turn, when Ed used to go into the kitchen, we used to then put the straws. I used to fuck with them all the time. Just little subversion, just to drive them nuts. When I probably there. have one of the cleanest drawers when you turn it at the end of the night. I mean, literally every bill is facing the same way. Um, if I can wrap fifty dollars in ones, if I can wrap a hundred and fives, all of my receipts are the same. Way. <laughs> I have seen Glenn Gutrich on a on a slow night oh, go gosh. into the drawer, go to the bottom of the stack of ones, and just turn that one dollar bill over. <laughs> just oh, just and I'm like, I'm like, what is he fucking doing? He's like, he's like, I've gotten to the like, point. I don't. Take it. Oh, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. I just, <laughs> it's like organized chaos is the way I look at it back there. I still know where everything is. It's how I want it. And but like I said, to other people, it seems like a nightmare. Dog. One so. of the many reasons that I've loved working with you is because all right, you know me. I'm not necessarily OCD, but I am. I have been called like a like a cleaning Nazi behind the bar at times because I cannot. I just can't stand mm-hmm. a dirty bar. Mm-hmm. I can't, and I'm not talking about like spick and span. What yeah, I'm yeah. saying is clutter. Yes, I cannot yes. have things all <laughs> over this bar. This is why we worked well together. It was, dude. <laughs> it, it was such a dream because. Almost every other bartender that worked there was just aimless. Oh yeah, it was it was it's insane awful. to me. You know, I uh, one of the things I loved about some of the the old school guys. I mean, just just three off the top, uh, the way that you work. I'm saying, yeah. uh, not to put you in the, this no, no, category no, no, of agent. Um, Centeni was so efficient, right? He was, like he didn't he move was. a lot. Like he was in one space. So the cool thing about him is he's not the fastest bartender. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be very nice mm-hmm. to everybody. <laughs> But the thing is, he was super clean. Absolutely. Because he was really efficient with his space. Glenn, slow as a fucking sack of shit, but one of the greatest bartenders I've ever worked with because Glenn, super clean. Mm -hmm. It's one of these things that, man, if you don't do that, I just, it's really hard. I don't want to have to hustle to pick up after you. I'm picking up after all these other fucking I got two kids to pick up after. (laughs) I don't need any more. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I I, I love you for that. That's one of your, I think one of your, uh, um, 
Things that does not get hailed enough. You are very it, clean man. back there. Thank you, thank you. So well, don't he, let him call you OCD. Yeah, but, I was going to say, he has a condition, though. <laughs> I look, I look, it's a gift. Tools, <laughs> tools in the toolbox. My yeah. son and my daughter, I'm not sure yet, have the same gift, so it's good. Well, speaking of, did you? Did we want to give them a call? Because yes, I know I know, I we wanted, we they wanted to have a, yeah, uh, yeah. a little appearance on the show. Should we... Should we ring them up now, or do we want to we wait? We'll wait a little bit. We'll wait, we'll wait a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah, what are some of the other pet peeves, then? Uh, as far as myself goes, I mean, I am with wine glasses. I don't care if the thing is clean. I'm still inspecting them. There's, we, used to, I used, we used to screw around with some of the bartenders I worked with. That's how I learned it, about looking for lipstick on wine glasses. We used to literally have some bartenders I worked with, and one of the girls we'd work with take the lipstick and literally right down the row on all the wine glasses just to, at the time to piss this guy off. But I get it now. Wait, 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 wait. Like a kid with a crayon pretty on a much, wall? Pretty much, pretty much. Our me? wine glasses would hang up top. No. And they would go to the guy's section and literally right down the line. Oh, That's my God. So everyone, terrible. Yeah, everyone. But I can appreciate that now. I, like I said, that's just... My attention to detail, if you want to call it that, like because I literally, even I don't care if the glass has been washed ten times, I'm still looking at it. If I see something, you know, yeah. And some people don't do that, you know. But I like that. But I, like I said, that's just my attention to detail. But that's like I said, a difference maker. You know? So I, I'm noticing that a lot of the pet peeves have nothing to do with the like the customers, which is interesting because well, mostly we can go to that. Because usually when I ask that question, they're like, "This person sucks," uh, and you wave money at me. Or, yeah, but see, the customers are paying you, so you yeah. can give you can forgive them a little bit, regardless of how they act. Ed, but your your customers, Ed, don't forget sometimes are costing you money. Get into them. <laughs> I always I will say this at least uh, to me it is a pet peeve. If you are going to be ready to order and you flag me down like you're on fire, and then I come over there and you still need another five minutes to look at the menu and tell me what you want, that's the part where I walk away and you won't see me roll my eyes in the back of my head. <laughs> or the drink menus. Uh, I'm a firm believer. Not everybody is a drinker. Okay, I get that. But to some degree, I think people should know and do know what they want to drink when they go out. If they mm -hmm. ask for something yeah. completely new... And then that's another favorite part, when you make the drink for them, and then all of a sudden they didn't like it. Mm. Well, why did you order it then? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's really, there, there's two big steps here. Number one, like you're saying, mm. be ready to order. Mm -hmm. That's the easiest way to say it. Whether it's food, whether it's drink. You shouldn't yes. have to know anything about the service no. industry and to I, understand. And that I'm, not saying like, I'm not saying like when I come by, be ready. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying when you're well, ready. You said, and if you're flagging somebody That's down and watch, they show up I and then you're like, oh, it's tables, like when Steve, oh, oh, it's oh, like when oh. Steve calls me on the phone, I'm like, hello. And he's like, hey, give me a second. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? I do. I actually, you call me, you I'm call me, and you tell me, you put me on hold. It's just a total farce. No, fucking that's great. Um, no, but you ever notice also the person that waves you down? They are inconsiderate mm -hmm. to everybody else at the table. They're ready, mm -hmm. right? They're ready. No one else is. But um, well, you're we had, we had, working three or four tables, yeah. and all of a sudden, this one is waving you down like you haven't been over there. And then you finally get over there, and they have no clue what they want. Right? We, so yeah, we, we saw we saw a waiver in action last night at yeah. the bar. Yeah. Beat. <laughs> I, and another one of my big pet peeves is, and it is unfortunately. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay, I, I got I to hold you up because I got I got to no. say I got to say something on this. I'm not going to tell that. Story. Okay, good. I'm not going to tell that story. Um, maybe another time, but I'm still upset about that. He I'm would. Sure there's multiple people that are still upset about dog, that. He would not let it go. And by the way, Anthony, the bartender, he's uh, coming on the show. We, really? I made friends. Oh, with dude, him. no, We've I can't. We can't have him on. I'm, I'm, I'm dog, too I made friends with him after that because the way that guy was acting was egregious. 
And also, by the way, Anthony Anthony has been so nice to us every time we go there. Yeah. Every time. Shout out Anthony Pratt Street Ale House. Go take he's awesome. He's he's one of these guys that has great pace. He's awesome pace. I love that about him. I'm, I didn't mean to do this. I'm sorry. Anthony's coming on the show. I, we're, <coughs> I don't want to talk about that story because I'm still mad about it. Okay? I want to unpack it in my brain first. But, Ed, you brought up this. Be ready to order. That's number one. Absolutely. Okay? Be ready to order. And number two, and this is the big one for me because I work at a bar with 250 plus beers. I'm excited to talk to you about those beers. However... Use some goddamn self-awareness. If we're five deep at the bar and I'm running around like a maniac, that is not the time for me to tell you about the depth of my German beer list mm-hmm. or... Hey, what do you have on draft? Exactly. <laughs> what do I have on draft? There's a fucking list in front of you. You can see all the tap. Look, if you want to have a conversation about what we have available in our inventory, I'm happy to do it even if I am busy. But it's about asking the right questions, yeah. right? So we always talk about using the show yeah. as a roadmap. Here's the roadmap. Perk your ears up if you're one of these people. If I'm running around like crazy, the, que- the what should come out of your mouth is, hey, when you have a minute, I got a few questions about the menu. Not, I'm ready to order. Mm-hmm. And then when I come to you and I make time to make drinks for you or to fulfill your order, you go, huh, what do you think about this? No, fuck that. Fuck that. Look, ask me. If I have a minute to talk about the menu, and I'm probably just going to say yes right then and there, be ready to order and understand context. If we're slow, yeah. if it's, you know, if it's, you know, if I'm just serving your table, that's fine. We can talk through the menu. There are certain times where it's not time to discuss fucking mm-hmm. inventory. Pick whatever is in your, that you, you drank before. This is not your, you're not 21. Okay, pick something that you know you like and let's move on with our fucking lives. Absolutely. Or if you do, or if you do ask to try something new. You, that's your drink. Even yeah. if you don't like it, you don't yep. get to send that that's shit That's the point of trying. Uh, it's, you, do you think every colonizer loved the place that their fucking ship landed? No. Oh my, Regina's going to love that one. Oh, my God. I was really, bad. that's the analogy. You think every colonizer seriously is there? Uh, what the uh, fuck? Uh, uh, it's not my best work. <laughs> <laughs> not, my, not my best work. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Anyway, pet peeves. Continue. <laughs> Another one, and maybe you noticed it. Please and thank you go a long way. It is unfortunately not used as much as it should be. Um, I will take customers like that over, like I said, I I would rather take an average tip from a polite couple than uh, over over a a huge tip from somebody that was a total asshole. 100%. You know, I just, like I said, please and thank you go a long way. I learned up, I grew up learning that and knowing that. It's just common courtesy, and it, and it is a lost art form, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, people, some, like I said, I've worked in places where it's just, you sit there and you're amazed at the level of just rudeness and, you know, impoliteness. And, and like I said, just people, I don't want to say angry at life, but they, they take it out on whether it's people in our industry and, and probably other walks of life, too. It's not just, mm-hmm. just us, but it's unfortunate, you know. Like I said, I will do anything for somebody if there's a please and thank you involved. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why that is a, oh. a difficult it, thing for people to do nowadays. Yeah, Some, a lot of people do. I don't want to say everybody does it. But, no, but, but when it, it's noticeable yes, when very it's much. not well, very much. And it's funny, the, the stuff that you're talking about is it's, it's just common sense. Yes. It's just self, yes. it's just the ba- most basic self-awareness so, I think that, that people a, are lacking. I think there's an even uh, um, more like a peeled back layer to this as well, right? Like 
if somebody comes to my bar and goes, can I get a Bud Light? And they don't say please. And then I deliver to them. And they don't say thank you. Okay. Yeah. No no worries. But if they walk up to the bar and they go, Bud Light. That's my favorite. I'm sorry. Uh, do we just yell things at people? <laughs> That's my, what we do. That's what we're my, doing today. My, I can yell at my you. Favorite do you is want when me to somebody, yell at you? When I, Get out. I, when I go to a table or a customer, hey, how are you doing today? And if their first response to me is their beer, I'll usually answer that question myself and be like, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shove it right back in their face. And do, you really, too. Like, do you really do that? Yeah. That's but, fuck yeah. But, but look at the smile on his face, and too. See, I can get away with it because of that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm stealing that. I like that one. Some of them don't even realize I'm saying it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Oh, they were never listening to you in the first place, right? You know, of course. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> We're we're on question number one, folks. In case you're listening, you have your bingo cards out. Um, what other pet peeves? What other misconceptions? Because I think the the thing that I'm really interested to maybe root out here is we try again to be a roadmap on the show for people who may not be in the industry and, never and for in the, the people that are in the industry that are sitting there going, "Yes, I fucking hate that shit." I know yeah. that that too. So a little commiseration. One of the biggest misconceptions, and you guys might agree with me on this, that I have learned over the years is this misconception that most bartenders are not very smart individuals that... You're doing this because you're dumb. We're doing this because we have no other option in life. Um, You're just a bartender. Um, From my own perspective of all the years I've worked in the industry, I have worked with some of the smartest, some of the most intelligent people that I've actually ever met in my life. And I don't... It has nothing to do with any education, just walks of life, just people. And... It is such a misnomer when it comes to the industry from outsiders. Most people yeah. do think that we're all a bunch of uneducated shitheads, and you know it's true for some people, you know, obviously. It is true. Yeah, yeah you know, but yes. there's dumb people. There's <laughs> yeah. dumb people in every industry. Yes. I mean, I've worked yes. in I've worked in high finance and sitting next yes. to a guy that's getting paid six figures, and I'm like, you are yeah. the dumbest sack of shit I've ever met in my life, Gary. Um, no, but, you know, I've already mentioned his name on the show a couple times now, and I knew we were going to bring him up. Yeah. We we actually haven't really talked to him a lot on the show. I invited him on once. He's skeptical about doing it, but Glenn Gutridge is yeah. a guy that I... I love Glenn. I, am de- I, I have a really, really special place in my heart for Glenn, and the reason why is when he started at Ocean Pride, people... Hated uh-huh. him, and I'm not talking about customers. No, no. I'm talking about coworkers. Yes, yes. And I remember Ferber was still the manager at the uh-huh. time, the general manager, and he came to me and was like, "Listen, nobody wants to work with Glenn. Do you mind if I just put Glenn on all your shifts?" And that was the yeah, time yeah. where we were running basically two. Bar- we had servers sure. and bar, right? So we were running yeah, yeah. two bartenders like every night, right? Sure. And he actually came to me. He was like, "Dude, multiple people have come to me and been like, they don't want to work with Glenn. Would you? Would you work with him?" I'm like. I fucking love the guy. Yeah, I don't, yeah. He's hilarious. I don't understand the problem. And I realized what it was. First shift. Glenn doesn't hustle, but Glenn will bring in high fucking rollers mm-hmm. and he keeps them laughing. He is so gifted with the, the quips and the sarcasm and he's just such a funny dude. And you don't get it unless you're around him for an extended period Absolutely. of time. And you can p- start to pick up that sarcasm. Yeah. I made more money when I worked with Glenn than when I worked with anybody because Glenn would bring these people in that were like, the customers got it. They understood. He's a likable guy. That's the thing, He's man. Guy like That's the thing. And it, you know, it was crazy. I, I always knew I might work a little bit harder, but I was going to make more money because he was going to make that shift worth it. And Are you, at you? I do remember so you talking about this. I, I, yeah, I've teased it. He, but he is so intelligent, but he plays dumb and yeah. he like, he's very sarcastic. He's kind of, 
He has a similar sort of sense of humor to you, where like at first, if people don't know you, they think you're being a dick, right? For Glenn, his shtick is if you don't know him, you think he's dumb. But then when you spend enough time with him, you're like, oh my God, this guy's like the smartest guy in the room. It's just, I was missing the joke. I was missing the joke, so. That's still one of my favorite stories with him. I used to break his balls every time. Wait, I save it. it, you gotta save I it. I gotta save it? Yeah, okay. you gotta save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, a prank, it's a prank one, story? No, no, it's this whole thing with his flowers. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna save, save that. that. I'll bring right, it back up right. at the end. Yeah, Glenn and the flowers. We uh, never, we've never told that in the show, too. That's um, uh, All right, any other misconceptions or pet peeves before we move? to question no two. no i think that like i said from my from my perspective i think you know it's more about just like i said people interaction and just unfortunately like i said just common courtesy and uh-huh. know what you're doing know well, what you yeah. want and and to how what a big difference those little things can have on somebody's Absolutely. day and their job and everything Absolutely. yeah you know mike you want to team up for question number two question number two best and worst tips so obviously these can be monetary we love hearing about a you know a great big old fat tip or maybe somebody you know great stiff story uh, but this could also be like if a guest has brought in something special for you a gift even uh you know piece of advice or something okay. that someone has left okay. with you okay i'm gonna save one of a mine for when we get to the town tra- town tavern story okay. so that'll be a good one uh worst tip i I should say this this is actually a funny story. One of the years I worked at Pannonia Station, I worked on an Easter Sunday and we were not very busy. I was by myself and I was not making a lot of money. I actually thought I was gonna make about fifteen dollars for the day. And the one tab that I had when I went in the back to get something, they had left. <laughs> not paid, so I have a walkout right yeah. now. I'm literally in the parking lot. I spotted the car. Unfortunately, I was too far away and not fast enough to catch up with it. But you're out there running in the parking lot. I literally was chasing the car down. So ultimately, because I had to pay that walkout, at the end of the day, I actually owed them $6. Can we talk about that really quick? I was actually in the negative. Can we talk about that? (laughs) About uh, restaurants making... It's illegal now. Okay, good. It is. It's now illegal, but for the longest is. time, it was it was the standard. I know. It I've was. heard a lot of bartenders and mm-hmm. servers talk about that, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? So You're taking used- money out of your paycheck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go I fuck. used to carry a stack, an envelope with a stack of receipts for people that have walked out. It happened so often. Just, I mean, even if they give you a credit card, and that was the other thing, too, you know, they give you a Why credit card. Why would you keep them? catch him mm-hmm. like a copy of the actual check receipt he's got the receipts I have, really I can find that person if i ever run into him say hey you owe me money this is how much you owe me are you serious I That's actually, awesome. you forgot to keep the receipts for red bull is what you're telling me <laughs> i actually had a guy red bull this, owes you money <laughs> this they do they really do <laughs> i actually had a receipt i stopped not even exaggerating this thing i had kept in my envelope for two years Two years to the point that the white paper was turning brown. Mm. And I'm not exaggerating when I say two years later, I think I actually was a customer at Pannonia Station that night. This motherfucker came walking back in. <laughs> and I went up to him and like, said, you hey, owe me money. haven't seen you for a while. Last time I saw you, you owe me $70. <laughs> What wow. did he? Say? Did what was his yeah, reaction? He made it. Really? No, he didn't. He did. Absolutely. Bullshit. He, he was... Enough of a regular that people knew him, 
not like an everyday regular, but just kind of had disappeared mm. for all these years and came back. And he was really, actually, he was, he was very cool about it. Really? I, and I wasn't a dick when I walked up, like, yo, you owe me money and flexed at him or something. But he was pretty cool about it. But did I you did, pull the receipt out and show it to him? I did. It was yeah. brown. I literally, wow. like, because we, we used to literally wow. have, I'm not, I learned it from some of the bartenders I worked with. I mean, I've it, never it, heard of this. It happened, you know, where you would have walkouts. And sometimes even, you know, it, it's, it's the way the owners protect themselves and put it on us. Yeah. I mean, even like verifying credit cards back in the day, you'd verify a credit card for a dollar. Well, if it didn't have anything more than a dollar in the account, you, you were screwed. And, yeah. and I watched that happen before, mm. you know. But a lot of people walk out, you know, you know you're going to see them again. It happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it just does A lot happen. of people get blacked out and yeah. leave a bar. Absolutely. I, know, like I, I literally, uh, I left Michael's. And we had a great, uh, what's his fucking name? Anyway, it doesn't matter. The bartender there was great. Cisco. Cisco. My man. And I just I saw forgot, him. I, for, I, just I saw forgot. Him. We need to get him on. Uh, Dude, we, I begged him to come we, on. We, uh, I was I literally, I, I was man. drunk. I was. I forgot to pay my tab and the Uber shows up. And I just walk away and I'm like literally waving like, see you later, buddy. Have a good night. He's just like, what the fuck? Luckily, my friends are there. They paid for me. Yeah. <laughs> he is actually. I I, I once got, was on a bender with a couple friends, and we went to. I was like, no, we gotta go to Michael Cisco's. Makes the best uh, dirty martinis, right? And we go and pounded a bunch of dirty martinis, and then went to uh, eat at the diner because this is when the diner is twenty four hours every day of the oh, week. Yes. Cisco walked over to the diner, and been like. Oh, Steve, you did not pay your tab. And I was like, that's, oh, not, that's uh, not a short uh, walk either. He walked from Michael's to the diner. And I was like, I'm so sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Right. He's a mensch. He's a good, yeah, he's he's a good guy. Funny. But um, that, that's a good one. I can't believe you actually got the vindication. It's amazing. Uh, like I said, it's one of my favorite stories Incredible. to tell about holding these receipts. Why, you know, if you really have a walkout, don't get rid of it. You never know. So yeah, yeah that's a good, that's really, it's it really is a good tip. It, you know? there, yeah. there's, there's all these scare tactics in the mm -hmm. restaurant business, you know. Oh, it's at will employment. We can fire you anytime for any reason, mm -hmm. right? You know, there's you always hear the if a check, you know, somebody walks out, you're paying mm -hmm. for it. You know, there's all these things that are not necessarily kosher. They're sure. not by the law, and mm -hmm. it's starting to get a little bit. You see that less and less and less. However, this is still that one industry where it's like. There's no bar police, right? Yeah, nobody's, well, there are insurance, but not for the uh, yeah. right. <laughs> but no. no, nobody's come checking. Sure. you know, and it's it, it's really tough. There are still a lot of environments. I actually think the majority are like this. I do too. Where, however, that owner or that manager wants to run the joint, mm -hmm. you I play ball to, or you don't. I listen to people all the time. Well, they can't do that in this industry. I said, you're right. Probably can't, but they just they do. Did. But they, they just they, but they do. Just you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, any other like I have to imagine because I I know, I know that you had a pretty strong following at when we were even at Ocean Pride, just a good group of regulars, and I would assume so at Town Tavern. These are these are places where, when people are regulars there, they're five day a week mm -hmm. sort of regulars. You know what I mean? And I have to imagine some of them really connected with you on some like advice or absolutely you know so what are some of the tips that people gave you that were not monetary that were just more sentimental uh something special well i mean i had this guy who was a good friend of mine and he actually passed away in the last six months but i mm. i met him at uh town tavern i don't i don't know if you ever met him he came into ocean pride a couple of times his name was his name's ned but as he liked to refer to himself, he was Edward Clinton Bamberger III. <laughs> Just okay. The greatest guy. He really was, man. I met him at Town Tavern. And, uh, you know, we just connected as time went on. Like, 
just just a really good guy. I, I, he was one of those people I could talk to, and he'd listen to me. Um, he was going through a divorce at the time, and and uh, but he almost was family to me. Like this guy, actually, I almost looked at. He went on vacation with me and my kids. Like he was that good of a guy. Just yeah. turned into a really good friend. Wow. And he developed. Uh, it was just crazy. Like uh, he, about a year ago, he had developed leukemia, just mm. kind of out of nowhere. And, wow. And I think it wasn't even six months, six seven months later. Yeah, wow. yeah, he was gone. But uh, you know, and I miss him a lot. He's a great guy. Just words of wisdom, you know. I'm sure you've met you meet people with just those personalities mm -hmm. that you know you just enjoy talking to. They're on the same level with you. On feels the, like they cut through on everything. Bullshit, else. and it's just yeah. it's just funny. Like he he enjoyed making <laughs> fun of some of these people, like I do, and you know we just we really connected, you know. And I like I said, I do. He's, he was a great guy. I'm, I'm, that's one thing I do love about, and it's probably any line of work, but in our business, you can meet people like that. That you know, like I said, they you'll you'll I'll never forget them you know and like i said this guy i considered a good friend of mine mm -hmm. and he's somebody 10 years from now you know i'll still think about and talk about yeah. there's so many people in my life that elicit certain emotions i see michael i get angry <laughs> i see the lady i you know i get i get horny mm. um but it's always great when there are those people and you're right mm. about this business where when you see him when you talk to him the emotion that you feel is you feel very whole mm -hmm. and and i don't I, and i'm not trying to be cheesy about that i really just mean that you feel like very comfortably yourself Absolutely. you're like man in this moment talking to you i'm not trying i'm not bullshitting yep. i'm not angry i'm not sad mm -hmm. i just feel like we're just living in this moment and it's it's a really special it thing. is and Absolutely. so can you give us uh, one of the pieces of advice cheers to ned for sure <laughs> cheers to ned. big cheers to ned <laughs> Oh, God, one of the pieces of advice. Told me not to have any more kids. <laughs> um, God, he, well, he was some, like I said, he was somebody that I, I don't want to say, like, like I said, he did help me. You know, it was good to have somebody that I could talk to that didn't tell me what to do, but yeah. like, you know, kind of helped me if I needed it, which was nice. Sounds you know? like he was a little bit older too. He so was, there's he, that. Ned was, he was in his like mid late, like I said, he could have been a father figure to me. To yeah. Some degree, there's some, like there's some, how, there's just some wisdom yeah. there, you know, <laughs> some wisdom there. Sorry. Am I kicking the yeah, table too much? Excuse me. I apologize. He is uh, just, like I said, he would make, this is just how funny this guy was. He would make these bumper stickers. <laughs> okay. He had one. He'd all, make it, his own bumper oh, stickers. Oh, it's great, man. Okay. He had one that said, the pedal is on the left, you dim. E-S-O-D, which means eat shit and die. <laughs> it's actually on my son's desk. I told him, I said, you can't throw that desk away now. You're giving this to me. <laughs> and I forgot the other one he made. I think he was a, I don't know if he was a, know if he was a diehard Republican, but I think it was something on that. He had some gut, like political thing he put on one that was on the same levels. But I just love, he, he's the one that my kids, like I joke, call each other Dim. Dim. Like, nice, I Dim, D-I-M. Yeah, yeah, Dim you is know? a great, it's a great, it's a great insult. You know, and no. people don't, some people don't maybe realize it. Like when I call somebody a Dim, they may not realize what it means, which is even better. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, especially if they are a dim, they yeah, to figure it out. Oh, it's just the easiest way to sum somebody up. You're a <laughs> fucking dim. There, there, there's nothing like uh, when you insult somebody and they they then be the insult. Absolutely, you, you know, <laughs> that you are literally uh, throwing their way. But um, man, 
Man, I love that, and and definitely big cheers to Ned. He yeah. sounds like an amazing he guy. He was, man. I he love was. anybody that makes their own bumper stickers. Can I just come out I and say that? Uh. I'm here. I'm ready to meet and be friends with anybody that makes their own bumper stickers. Um, I'm, I'm game on that. All right. Let's move on to question number three. Now, question number three is worst drink orders. There's some nuance to this one as well. So... It initially, when we wrote the question, the idea was the worst drink orders that people give to you. You don't like to make it. It is gross. It's a crazy drink order, that kind of thing. But we've expanded this category. Yeah, it was well. originally kind of like the stuff you judge people when they sure, order it. You yeah. know, like, why are you ordering that? There's so many other better drinks. But yeah, this can also be the worst drink that a, uh, another bartender's ever made for you. Or like Steve said, just uh, drinks you maybe hate to make. Well, I think the... First one would be my favorite is is the person that comes to the bar and orders six shots and all six of them are different. Oh, that's always a fan favorite for me. So um, <laughs> it's just sometimes that's a special kind of evil. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I was just thinking about I that situation. I learned by now too. I'm like, say, it's one thing if you come up and you want three shots of this and three shots of this, but mm -hmm. when you're literally asking for six different, like as you're not asking for six simple drinks or six types of beer, like you're asking for me to make six different shots, take six different shakers, and you know, and the worst part is when they don't tip accordingly for all yeah. that work. So, but that's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a sign, Ed, mm -hmm. that those people, those six uh, people probably shouldn't be friends. I would think so too. They don't share <laughs> enough in common. No Nobody one. else wants to hang out with them oh is the problem. They have to hang out together. <laughs> they're the six. They're the random six. <laughs> the six dims, yeah. No, the six dims. No hope for them. <laughs> good God. But that's definitely one of mine, I think, when it comes to drinks. That's a good one. That's a new one too. You I like know, that, yeah. It happens sometimes. And I'm trying to think like a lot of drinks, um, I'm trying to think would be another one. Obviously, like I said, the people that don't know what they want or the people, like I said, you order a certain drink and it takes, that's the worst part is the ones that take time. I hate, I will make them if I have to, but I'm not a fan of specialty cocktails mm. or specialty cocktail menus, especially if they are not good cocktails. Mm. And I've seen many and I'm sure you have too where there are cocktails and you're like, did somebody really put this on a menu? Like, <laughs> you can think of something, something better. A good cocktail I'll make. There's more but than a few times where I'm like, were you just trying to fill space on the paper? Is there like, something in the liquor room you're trying to get rid of that yeah. you're not telling us? Push the fish, it's about to turn. Yeah. Push the fish, it's about to turn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 I'm with you on that. It does feel like... Um, you know, we've we have absolutely gone on vendettas on this show about do what you do well. Mm. Don't try to be everything for everybody. Mm. I mean, there's a reason that the cheesecake menu gives me anxiety. The cheesecake factory menu, excuse me, gives me anxiety. <laughs> it's because it's like there's just too much here, right? Like you're not a fucking diner, yeah. you know. And um, people need to be more thoughtful, and that's one of the things that goes and buck with the cocktail menus. They're absolutely. not very thoughtful about, absolutely. like, do people want this? Uh -huh. Is it good? Yeah. Can my bartenders make it, <laughs> you know, that's consistently? Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's definitely worst drink worthy right there in that category. Any, any though, that, like, so obviously we're drinking these delicious old fashions, mm -hmm. and we started the show by saying, you know, the old-fashioned, no, I wouldn't use the word controversial, but versatile drink, right? A lot of different people make it a lot sure. of different ways. Sure, yeah, and a lot of strong opinions about Hard, how Hard, strong yeah. opinions, that's a good way to put it, about the drink. When you're out in public, um, have you had some... <laughs> tell us about some worst drinks maybe another bartender has made for you. Oh, gosh. Things that you were like, why did I order that? Yeah, I'm trying to think something. I got, I got to a point when I was going out and when I was drinking, like, I literally... 
if there was a particular drink that I liked, I knew which bartender and which bar to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was that particular. Like if I, if it was an old fashioned, kind of one person can make it for me. If you if yeah. you can make my drink right, you're my bartender. Who was your old fashioned guy? Ever come into, uh, or gal? I don't. I got or establishment. A, actually, it's probably me. Because <laughs> when I got into him, I was working at a at a bourbon whiskey bar and just kind of learned how to to perfected a little bit more for myself so yeah. i'll be honest with you i don't know if i've had anybody make me an old-fashioned to be honest with you do you have any drink that you have had a go-to uh, tender for it uh i was i was uh you know like i said it, it's it's a great thing in this industry that if you know you know just knowing people not nothing about being taken care of but just to be able to walk in and know that somebody recognizes you and will most likely wait on you before 10 joe schmoes mm-hmm. that they don't know at all you know i used to drink Oh, jeez, I don't even know where to start. Uh, Grand Marnier, which is a, a bartending uh, choice by a lot of people. In fact, I used to do a, a Grand Marnier <laughs> shot and an iced tea as a chaser for the longest time. And I could walk into a handful of bars, and if they knew me, that was just literally right there, you. ready to go. We were just at yeah. One-Eyed Mike's last night, which is, oh, a, which is a Grand Marnier bar. Yes, that's, that's how Mike and Regina got locked out, is the Grand Marnier. Oh, no, we got locked out because Steve locked us out, yeah. No, I blacked out. Okay, yes, I did true. none of the that's locking. True. I didn't do any of the unlocking either, frankly. Uh, um, we need to talk about it. You, you have your own bone to pick with the lady. Both of you need to yell at her later. But at the lady, oh no, it's yeah, she fell asleep honestly, it's pretty fucking hilarious. It is hilarious. It's gonna be a lot funnier like a couple weeks from now. Right now, I just feel terrible. Well, for I feel Regina. bad for Regina. I'm saying me having to scale up the back and break into your house is pretty funny. Doug, when you told me that, I didn't believe you, and I was like, man, he should have died. He should have died. All right, I know we got to keep it moving. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. But too you're much, like but you're being like nostalgic and stuff. I am, man, because I don't want to watch it. I've wanted Ed to be on this show for so long, no, and I'm, I'm just kidding. having too much fun I'm with too, it. Anyway, too, Mike, <laughs> tee him up for number. Four. Question number four. Mistakes and fuck-ups. Like locking your guests from Florida out of your house yep. at three in the morning. Mm-hmm. But this is, we just want to hear about uh, crashing. Now, these can be your mistakes and fuck-ups. Okay. They can be uh, other servers or bartenders as well. I'll, I'll tell one of my favorite stories. It goes back. It does not involve me, but it involves a bartender that I worked with at Pedonia Station. Uh, God, that's this story it just lives in infamy. So I had a friend of mine who bartended at Pony Station, and he was working the front bar on a Friday night where we have Kino and all the lottery stuff up there. So as the night's going on, and this is all I hear afterwards. So as the night's going on, apparently there are some high wages being made through Kino to a point where they actually call up Pedonia Station because there was more activity. State lottery does. More activity than normal. So they wanted to make sure it wasn't something with our system or this and that. Right. Well, it turns out that the bartender <laughs> friend of mine <laughs> was hedging his bets on Kino without any money <laughs> and kept on losing and kept on doubling up and doubling up and doubling up to a tune of $6,500. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> His, gr- Kino? his girlfriend at the oh time, she was working on one of the other bars on the other side. And she came over to her at one point. And was like, honey, I think I may need to borrow a little bit of money. Oh my God. <laughs> I think when he said how much, I think that relationship ended pretty quick afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. But he... You know, he was a nice kid. He really was just an idiot. He just had a gambling problem, and like a real gambling God problem. God bless that his parents were well off enough that they actually paid lottery because somebody was going to have to pay mm-hmm. it. That drawer is short, wow. no doubt. 
just it's just one of those stories that you sit there and I'm like this guy really did this. Like he just kept on betting and betting, thinking he was gonna, you know, this is gonna be the one I'm gonna hit. Somebody yeah. told this kid how to play fuck oh the my state, gosh, please. Man. Come on, no, really. Come on. <laughs> Wait, what's what's fuck the state? So if you're if you're listening, you don't know what Keno is. It's a state lottery <laughs> game. Um, there are numbers one through eighty. You select a set of numbers, and every game, twenty random numbers from mm-hmm. one through eighty come out. Right. So if your numbers come out, kind of looks like um. Kind of almost looks like bingo, you know, where you, you think of like the bingo balls randomly being pulled. So if your numbers come out, you win. If your numbers don't come out, you lose. If some of yours come out, you kind of win. It's The point is, it's a random total load of bullshit, okay? You'll meet these people that when they play Keno, they chase. They do oh, new numbers oh every yeah. ticket, Ed. Oh, yeah. I can't trust. I can't be friends with those people, mm-hmm. okay? You got to pick your numbers and stick to them. Like, fucking straight notification. Absolutely. 77, 44, and 11, Ed. I've been playing them for a decade. Uh, the one day you don't play it. The one, it'll hit. On a fucking 20 pot, on a 20 ton bonus. Time. Ed, one time I'm, I'm at Ocean Pride. I'm talking to Rhett. Yeah. I've got my ticket in my fucking hand. And I, Rhett is getting carry out beer. Got my ticket in my hand. It's about to go into the machine. Rhett and I get into a conversation. I swear to God, I would have been on the next game. It was all three of them. First, like five numbers: seventy-seven, forty-four, eleven, uh, twenty times bonus. Uh, it was like a tw- it's like a two thousand dollar ticket. Oh man, oh, it still haunts me. Anyway, <laughs> the point is with Kino. The point is with Kino. It's a random load of bullshit. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to be a game that you just. You throw a few shekels yeah, on yeah. while you're eating and drinking. You get, you, it's you, you it's can, fun. Yeah, if you can show up with your friends at the bar, everybody picks a number. And that right, kind of you stuff, get yeah. to watch the yeah. screen while you're sitting there. But uh, I th- I'm assuming this game was created by degenerate bartenders that have to watch <laughs> Keno all day because that's how I learned how to play it. There's, a new, there's another game called Fuck the State. Okay. And the way that Fuck the State works is you don't pay any money to the state. You mm-hmm. grab a Keno card and you sell numbers for an amount of money. So... Uh, we'll say a number okay. is worth a dollar, right? So the three of us, we go, we, out, yep. we go out to the bar. We say, you guys want to play Fuck the State? We grab a Kino card. Oh, Mike this. can buy up to three numbers. Numbers are a dollar a piece. We put our money on the bar, and we just play amongst ourselves. Yeah, yeah that's great. And so we watch it come out, and if your numbers come out, you take the pot. If both yep. of you, you split it. Yeah. You know, that kind that of would, be, that out, would actually be so much fun. Yep. Yeah, so we used to play Fuck the State yeah, a lot, especially because yeah, we're on shit. So yeah, yeah, but... Anyway, you, you, somebody's got to teach that kid. Oh my stay. God, I still, I still, because <laughs> it's amazing. Like I said, I just, I, I, that's just one of those stories you never forget. Yeah, I my always God. tell that story. I'm just glad it didn't end it with him getting like kneecapped. Oh, I mean, really, know? I know. Somebody come break his thumbs or something like that. Yeah, uh, and I'm just to wrap it up. Uh, so, because they called, so like, how did that actually go down when he found out like he was caught? I like I said, that was where it was literally like he was asking his girlfriend yeah. for money. You also got to count the Kino drawer at yes, the end of the yes, night. That's, that's you got to understand. It like it's just like your bar drawer, except for instead of I paying mean, the guy that owns the restaurant, you, yeah, you pay literally the have the lottery state. calling yeah. the place. Be like, what the fuck is going I mean, on if, over there? If, if, I mean, that would have probably gone a whole different direction if his his parents had. Yeah, had absolutely. Like, he would have been prosecuted. Yeah, absolutely. Much. Yeah. Show yeah. Up. I think that's the only reason that it. Like I said, obviously the guy didn't work there after that, but I don't think the owner, because he got his money and Kino got their money, wasn't as like, like I said, the kid was a good kid. He, he could was, have gone. Yeah, he was a good, he was a good kid. Just a terrible, terrible decision. God damn it! God damn it! I mean, look, far be it for me to judge. Absolutely, there, there were more than well. a few nights. There were more than a few nights behind the bar at Ocean Pride. 
where I was playing Keno, and I wasn't putting any money in the drawer, and I paid for it at the end of the night. Sure. Right? Absolutely. You know? Degenerate. Hey, hey, man. Hey, man. You got to get a little action from time to time. <laughs> got All the right. juice. All right. That's a good, that's a really, really good one. That is a story that lives in infamy. I actually also did not know that Padonia Station had Keno, but mm-hmm. I think I was maybe just too naive, too young at the time. Um. All right. Question number five. Health code violations. Ooh. Ed, for this question, we always like to say protect the innocent. Yes. And the guilty. Especially the guilty. <laughs> Especially the guilty. I will, I will talk about places that I no longer work at and no longer exist. There you <laughs> go. You <laughs> can name them if you want that. Yeah. But uh, I just, it's, it's amazing. Like I said, Penoni Station, I'm trying to think. I know that they, uh, I'm pretty sure whether it was... Uh, Crab cakes involved or something, but there was some greasing involved as far as uh, the health health department went. We always knew when they were coming, but there were also major flags that, that we were allowed to correct. But Wait, are you implying that maybe some health inspectors got free crab cakes? Perhaps, yes. <laughs> I always heard that story. I thought it was just cash, but I was told <laughs> that we gave crab cakes away. So <laughs> There's nothing like... Think, just work this out in your head, guys. There's nothing like a health inspector... Turning their eye away from a health code uh, violation, so they can eat at the establishment. So they can eat at the establishment, right? <laughs> you know? I mean, I have seen. I mean, meats. That's another. That's another one. I, oh. I learned that where the meats are not supposed to be in certain areas with the the fresh vegetables and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would literally see times when I bar backed, especially because I knew the ins out to Pannonia Station. When I bar back, you'd see these things where you could just see the 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 dripping from like the a piece of chicken or something chicken deuce like uh, dripping right on, on, on fruits produce <laughs> that was one of my one of my favorites I mean I'm trying to think of some other really and, and that one's funny too because you could have the most tip top establishment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then the mistake of some fucking dim out there mm-hmm. I'm sorry I'm gonna say mm-hmm. it a lot sorry, it's one of my favorite yeah. words now it's okay <laughs> it's one of Mike's favorite words <laughs> now I, I I can't get the smell of this gray old rotting chicken that uh you know when i in college worked mm. at casa di amici we we're known for a pizza that's what you should get there <laughs> because the cooler doesn't work and the smell uh, that smell of the, the old old raw chicken uh, just haunts me i mean i wa- i would watch things that like you know if it wasn't my place but like food that clearly looked like it was about to turn and rather than throw it out Let's see if we can deep fry this. And, uh, <laughs> no, nobody will know the difference. <laughs> There's always a solution. Uh, and it's found in 300 degree uh, degrees. <laughs> deep fry cures everything. <laughs> uh, but, it's the tonic that ails you. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, my gosh. Like I say, you can go on and on with that stuff. <laughs> oh, those are good. But, I got I to gotta ask you, um, you know, especially some of these places are defunct. Is there one particular place that stands out in your storied As restaurant major, career major here in Baltimore where you're like, man, I can't even believe they were open long enough for me to be employed there. Oh, you my know? gosh. I'm trying to think if I had a place where I worked like that. Uh, I don't know if I have. I'm trying to think if somebody else I know has. That's right. You also don't have to ask everyone answer everyone of Steve's I questions. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, I know we're not making this easy. I don't but think I have an answer for that one myself. No, I don't actually. I think he wouldn't. I, he wouldn't work. I got a, a different. Like I got a different question. Right, I got a different question. Right. You do have to answer this All one. Right, fair enough. What's a place that you eat and drink at that you love that you also are like? 
<laughs> this is as close to the line as I come. And you don't uh, have to name it by name, but I just if you can kind of generally describe it for uh, me here in the Baltimore. I'm trying to think someplace I work. The grossest at. restaurant you eat at. <laughs> that's oh, that's gosh. A, not to be rude about <laughs> No, no, no. I have to think about that actually. Because mine is Jerry D's salute. See, this is, this is why he, this is why he asks these questions, because he wants to fucking talk. That's all this is. Let me ask you a question. Well, this is my answer. Go fuck yourself, Steve. So anyway, tell us about the restaurant, Steve. What, which one is it? Uh, Jerry now, D's. I just wanted to say Jerry D's to see how I had reacted to it. <laughs> I, I haven't eaten at Jerry D's in years. Say, I haven't been there forever. Uh, I know a place, actually. God, it was awful. Um I don't know if you would remember this place or not. It was called the Coliseum. It was only around for a hot second. It is where was where, it? It was where the Cranbrook Shopping Center is. Yeah. Where Pappas is. Oh, that the, new Pappas. Yes, where yeah. the new Pappas is. What is now? Uh, it's like a catering place now. Yeah, yeah. That used to be a place called the Coliseum. It was very similar huh. to P- Pedonia Station at the time, and uh, they actually opened up thinking they were they were going to take all of our business. Um, terrible name for a restaurant. Oh, terrible. It lasted. It didn't last more than a couple years. They actually wound up taking most of the, the troublemakers, if you want to call it that, up there, which was great, actually, for a while. But <laughs> it wasn't me that ate there. It was uh, somebody else, a friend of mine, and I, they actually had gotten sick from oh, wow. eating the wings. And I knew a couple people that worked there. And somehow, down the road, somehow this story came up again. And I remember when that guy's telling me, he's like, oh, my God, Ed. He's like, they barely cook those things. they not kidding. And he says they're Why? not afraid. Lazy. I don't know. But he said, he said she's probably not the first person that got sick. And he, and he was like, I think, I, I think it was less than a year after that they were shut down. Wow. They were gone. Holy shit. They didn't last more than a couple years. And I've, watched, and, I've, and I've heard stories like that before, you know. I, I, like I said, people... Like, I know, we can make this work. We can turn this into something. Yeah. Like, really? Wow. Uh, I'm always, I think it's another reason, like I said, you know, I, I don't think, I don't want to say it's prevalent now, but like I said, I'm very, if I go somewhere and, you know. I You're eat, particular. Yes, very much yeah. so. You know, if I find a place that I really enjoy. There eating, are places I only drink. Yes. That's what exactly. I always That's do. a better way of putting it. So yes. I want to share one since we all shared one. And I actually, I'm not going to name this restaurant. It's in yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, it's a Chinese place. Um, Asian place. They got they've got a bunch of different stuff, but they do a really good general chicken. It's different than all the other ones I've ever mm-hmm. had. It's really really tasty. Um, I go there, tip the guy well. It's all it's just it's a nice little spot. But I was looking at the reviews because I was going to leave them a five star review, and I see a one star review on there, and they there's pictures of maggots in the food order. Oh, somehow oh. some maggots, and, and they were like, <laughs> "Don't eat here." There's literally fucking maggots in our food. And I was like, oh, like that—that's I don't know. That happened. That sucks. I, st- I still I eat there all the fucking time. Birds, rats—they're so nice. They're such nice people. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's like it's it. like it's like it's like a house it, almost. Like it, you walk in, it's not like a, a traditional restaurant at all. And it's just a, a guy and his wife, and uh, they're just. They're really Note nice. to self: Next time I visit you, we're not getting Chinese. It's really good. Take me to Chicken Annie's. <laughs> Take, so to- so Take me to Chicken Annie's. Chicken Annie's. All right, what an unbelievable jaunt through the first half of the gauntlet. We're going to take a quick halftime break, Barb Flies, and we'll be right back with you. I got to shovel some pizza in my mouth, so uh, enjoy this halftime break and listen to our wonderful executive producers. See ya. Don't you dare hit that skip button. 
It's time to hear from our wonderful Bozells, the people that are actually bringing this show to you free of charge. First of all, we've got Mike, my dad. I'm not going to say daddy. Uh, with his 7 and 7 and a maraschino cherry. Get, God, get the let out, dad. Come on. Then we've got Chandler, herd card game with the brass monkey, that funky monkey. Thank you, Chandler, for everything. And then, of course, we've got the wonderful Leah Grace with an old-fashioned, a classy drink for a classy lady. Next, we have Brandon from Bartenders with the daiquiri and car bombs. Blow that shit up. Then we have Leo, Leo, sorry, buddy. I know we fucked your name up a bunch of times, but Leo Lelage from Brazil, currently in Paris. The Madeline shot, shaken shot of amaretto, contro, and pineapple juice. Okay, buddy. Uh, then we have the wonderful Javier Ramirez, Dactyl Death. The passionful daiquiri is his own creation. Then we have Regina Grace with a draft natty light and a hot malort and a champagne flute. The champagne of pain. Get some help, girl. Uh, next, we have Justin Tress from Das. Thank God somebody from Das is finally helping out the fucking podcast with a can of natty and a shot of rumpled mints. Delicious. Next, we have Carlin McFarlane. Sorry, not Carlin. <laughs> Colin McFarland. Colin McFarland. Carlin, Colin, thank you, Colin. Appreciate it, buddy. Colin McFarland, gin and tonic with a smoked glass, you classy bitch. And then, I'm sorry, buddy. Thank you for. I'm not re-recording this. Eat my dick. Uh, then we have the Mighty Kempo, our new subscriber. Look at that, Ryan Sales Kempo. Uh, the Mighty Kempo from Shrewsbury with a Fernet Bronca and soda. And if he brought his coins with him, he doesn't even have to pay for that. So. Thank you, guys. We love all of you, all of you listeners. If you're listening right now, thanks. But, uh, of course, we love our Patreon members. Thank you guys so much for helping put the show on and turning it into something, you know. Um, whenever Steve and I get in divorce, we get to split your money half and half. So we really appreciate it. All right, now back to the show. We are back not just with Ed O, but with Ed O's esteemed colleague, his son, Wyatt. How you doing, Wyatt? Great. <laughs> Say hi to all the barflies out there. My son. <laughs> uh, Wyatt's joining us remote. He's on the line. And as you know, if you're a listener of this show, we have a very important question for Ed O and for Wyatt. Are you ready, buddy? Yep. Okay. Here it is. I need to know which you like better, ranch or blue cheese? I'm going with ranch. Oh, come on. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Why is, now, what do, you, what do you put your ranch on? What? What, what do you use ranch for? You ranch and pizza guy? You ranch and wings guy? I'm more of a wings. Wings. Ranch on wings. Yeah. Ed, same for you? Or? I'm a ranch. Like father really? Like, so you yeah. at least, you come by it honestly, Wyatt, so that's fine. It's not, <laughs> it's not your fault, buddy. <laughs> Your dad has, wife, do me a favor. Next time you're out, you're getting some wings. Dare to be different. Order a little side of blue cheese. Give it a try. Have you have you ever tried blue cheese? No. No. Okay. I know it looks stinky. I know it's a little. I know <laughs> it it's a little. Stinky. I know it, it smells stinky. It looks <laughs> chunky. It smells disgusting. No, no. Trust me, buddy. It's it's like uh, you know. <laughs> you're making a lot of good points here, but you know how they say, "Don't judge a book by its cover." Don't judge a cheese by its color. You know or what I mean? Or its smell, for that matter. <laughs> yeah. 
give it a try. You might hate it. You might love it. But I'm, I'm telling you, it is the superior wing sauce. I promise you. What'd you say? He said he'll give it a try. All right, he's giving it a try. All right, Wyatt, one more question before we get you out of here, okay? Okay. Now, somebody told me you're a little bit of a soccer fan. Absolutely. And I heard that you love Messi. He's your favorite player. You're big Messi guy. No, he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Ronaldo is the goat. The absolute. You're yeah, heated, man. He's the goat. <laughs> All right, well, I was just messing with you. I know you're a Ronaldo fan, and I love how passionate you get uh, about football. I would love at some point, maybe the three of us, you, your dad and I can talk some sports. We can talk some, uh, you know, international football. Because Wyatt, I got to tell you something. My co-host, Mike, say hi to Wyatt. Hey, Wyatt. Mike, talking to your microphone. Hey, Wyatt. Yeah. Can't hear me through. Wyatt, can you hear Mike? Yeah, I can hear him. Let me tell you something about Mike. Mike doesn't like sports. Mike thinks that sports are. He refers to them as sports ball, and he once thought Derek Jeter played basketball or something like that. I mean, it's it's bad. Why don't listen to him? Why I he's he's got his shock jock radio personality on. Why I like sports. You know why I like sports because of people like you that get so excited about it, and I love seeing people sharing connections about things that they love. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, thank you, Wyatt, for joining us. It's been a ton of fun having you on the show, buddy. You have a great night, okay? You too. All right, Tim, I'll see you when I get home, okay? All right. All right. Love you, man. See ya. Oh, God. Let's go. Say Dim real quick. What's up? What's up, Dim? Say Dim. What's up? All right, kid. Love you, man. I'll see you when I get home, all right? Can you hang out first? Cause the first I got you. All right. <laughs> What a stunning appearance! Thank you for the most wholesome moment (laughs) on our entire show. So my mom was on this show. Okay, what are you talking about? I'm just kidding. What an unbelievable appearance by Wyatt, and I'm not kidding. I have been, you know, I've really wanted to at some point, you know, stretch my uh, podcast legs and talk sports. I I love Mike. Okay, if it was about music, he could really help me do that. Maybe we should start some new shows like Mike Teaches Steve You think music. we have time to start new shows? That's a good point. That's Not a good point. But we can't even release episodes for this podcast, That's Steve. What That's are you thinking? Point. But uh, I would love to talk more sports. And it sounds like he is a very passionate soccer fan. Until about a year. I actually played soccer up through my about sophomore year of college. And until then, until about a year or so ago, I probably hadn't touched the soccer ball. I couldn't tell you half the players out there. Now, in the last year, he plays soccer. He's actually a really good player. He's got a left foot, which is a rarity. Mm. But um, he has taught me. I know more players than I ever thought I could possibly you fell know. fell in love with the game. And I actually, like I said, it kind of made me, I'm actually helping coach his team this year. Hell yeah. They won yesterday, 6-2. to two. Hell yeah. <laughs> Go IHM Eagles. <laughs> but uh, it's been a lot of fun. I, like I said, almost my love for the sport has come back a little bit watching him play. So. Does he do the Ronaldo celebration? Oh, the jump and Are you turn? kidding yeah. me? He practices this oh. stuff. Oh, I, bet he he does. I bet he does. That's amazing. <laughs> but he's a heck of a player, man. He really is, man. So yeah, that's it's awesome. It's fun watching him. How many How many kids do you have? I have two. I have uh, Wyatt, who is nine, and I have a, a daughter who is five. And she actually just started playing soccer. For that's awesome. Time. I mean, she's a tough little cookie. So <laughs> aside, aside, from the, aside from the ranch, he seems like a really nice kid. <laughs> he's a good kid, man. <laughs> On that note, let's get back into it. Okay. We have... Question number six. Mike, would you tee Ed up? 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I did love how when he was talking to Wyatt, you just totally had your show. Welcome to the Marketerant Podcast. It was great. It was hilarious. Oh, All right. Because here, here's the thing. It was his first <laughs> no, time was, on a podcast. I, I, I wanted to talk about it in I wanted to give, yeah. I wanted <laughs> him. Please do not let any of his classmates listen to this. Yeah, you are going to get a call no, from the superintendent. Not, absolutely not. That's actually probably how Mike and I get officially canceled. <laughs> 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 Question number six, ratchet and crazy customers. <laughs> okay. Uh, so and we actually just, uh, we did expand this. Uh, oh, wait, no, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Uh, not just expand. Anyway. So You're ratchet, killing this. We want to hear about, you know, the crazy people that come in, you know, just cause a ruckus, whatever they do. But we've also expanded this category to memorable customers. Just like, can you say the guy's name again? The Bartender, we're talking no, about? No, the guy Ned. that... The guy that oh, Ned. Ned. My Ned. man, my man, Pe- Ned. Or people is he like referred Ned. to but, no. Edward Clinton Bamberger III? That's <laughs> it. So, I guess we've already kind of covered that, but, you know, we also love hearing about the Raj and crazy people, too. <laughs> I got a good one, I think, and we're going to see if maybe this person came into Ocean Pride when you were working there. This woman, this goes back to Padonia Station. Her name is Donna. Uh, not the regular... The, not... Yes. Not tall Donna. Donna who used to be dropped off by, oh, she would be dropped off at Ocean Pride by one of those like little metro buses, I guess you call. This lady, oh God, she has been for the longest time because of Padonia Station referred to as the cheese lady, still to this day. We used to have a free buffet that we did during happy hour, but it was for the most part implied that you were buying at least a drink or two. Mm-hmm. This lady, <laughs> I still remember it, would come in there regularly not get anything and just eat off the buffet and it was just something little simple it could be like wings cheese just little something but i remember our general manager actually throwing this woman out because she would literally take a plate of cheese and not only eat it but then take some with her never bought any drink and the gm threw her out and the part that like i said she's still in the area and i have seen her at ocean pride a couple times here and there still with the same mentality i have to get her at least three or four different types of drinks uh and and i'm very nice to her you know like i said just out of common courtesy it drives me nuts but it's still in this day the same thing same mentality you know like she wants to find out what's on discount and this and that yeah this is not really that place for that i know we don't have a free happy hour buffet but i have seen her in the last couple years not just at Ocean Pride, but at Town Tavern as well. I said, I don't know how I got so lucky. <laughs> I just always remember this woman and just the fact that people, even some old customers that I'll run into, if I were to reference her, would know right away who mm-hmm. she is. Oh, that's a cheese lady. Oh, I, I know we joke about like people being cheap, like just you know, like cheap on the bill, or mm-hmm. or you know, maybe only wanting to eat on a budget, and that's yes. fine. You know, it is what it is, right? Yes. You want to spend what you want to spend. Um, but I do find it fascinating that certain people's like gastro journey in their life is determined by what is on special. They're not even eating what they like. Uh, They're eating what's discounted, uh-huh. right? It tastes better because uh, it's cheaper to them. Like, it's fascinating. You always get them, they sit there. Absolutely. What's on special? Uh-huh. You have any specials? You have any specials? You know, that's the mm-hmm. first question out their mouth, but... <laughs> oh my God, Donna! No, I can't say I remember her. I, I haven't feel seen like... her for a while at Ocean Pride, but I would see her periodically. And uh, I didn't know if maybe you had the pleasure of running into her. You would definitely remember her. If you I did. think I would. You would definitely remember her. If you I, did. I've got to say too, though, you guys did have a free buffet. 
I, trust me, I laugh about that now looking back. I this agree. Isn't, this isn't, this isn't Portland, Oregon. I don't know what you guys we used were to have thinking. We used to do that in Morgantown. We used yeah. to have yeah. the best $2.50 steak you could buy on yeah. a happy hour. It was the most disgusting thing ever. <laughs> that was a happy hour special. This little, like, and we'd have people come in and get like two or three of them. But yeah, that was another happy hour yeah, special. Yeah, see, I would, go, I would at least go and check out a free buffet. Yes. I absolutely fucking would. Mike loves free shit. He really does. Um, I would still buy a drink, though. There are so many places in Morgantown that's what they do they give you the free food mm-hmm. to bring you in or they'll give you free beer but then they'll upcharge liquor sure, or sure. you know they'll also at times just try to get you really drunk so it'll be free alcohol from this time to this time yeah. when they know no one's going to mm-hmm. be there and then they'll rope there was in, a but. place uh, in pittsburgh that used to do that back in like the 80s or something the commercial on the radio was free beer <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> i don't i still don't understand that what the was model. it again no i'm not doing it again no, no, what was that again <laughs> You're from the Flatlands, dude. <laughs> you fucking play. We got free beer. Come on down. Free beer. Come on, get you some free beer. Um, no, I never had the pleasure to meet Donna, but she does. And uh, the way you describe her, she does sound like somebody that may put food in their pockets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that like literally? It. Yeah, not even not even figurative. Literally, <laughs> food in their pockets, like some uh, Napoleon Dynamite tater tot <laughs> shit. You know. I'm telling you, that's what you're describing. I just she's got a she's got a charcuterie board in her, uh, her goddamn in her goddamn purse. Yeah. Um, all right, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, an that's actually kind of funny. <laughs> I, I have to imagine though, working up and down York Road as you have, you know, we've named a bomb. Like, so what people might not understand is for for us Baltimore uh, natives, when we hear Petonia Station and Town Tavern and Ocean, probably we know that they're all a stone's throw from each other, mm-hmm. right up and down this this road called York Road, running out of Towson. Um, York Road, you, you remember we also we always have those people that are like the York Road hustlers, the York Road walkers, the people that you know they've been banned from every bar, mm-hmm. so they just walk oh, to the yes, next one up yes, York yes. Road, right? So I know you've seen some shit working on York Road, and it's not a trashy area. Yeah, yeah. It's not even that's well, a very nice area, yeah. but it doesn't because of how long the road is, how many bars are on mm-hmm. it, it. You know, there's a party, there's some weird like drinking party scene. You had to have seen some people causing a ruckus. Oh, yeah. just like you had to toss. Yeah. I, I, I've been saving this story. Is this, this, is this is, for fights, arrests, and fires? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, we'll right, save well that. Okay, yeah. okay. Save that right. one. All right. I was thinking ratcheting crazy customers, but that's probably a better application. No, the cheese lady pretty much seals the deal there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Question number seven. Fights, arrest, and fire. There you oh, go. Awesome. Right on cue. Awesome. Perfect. I've been saving this story. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. This is a two-parter. This is Town Tavern at its finest. <laughs> of course it was Town Tavern, guys. You think I buried I that lead good in the beginning? Ones, but I swear of all my ever like fights or getting involved, this has got to be one of my favorite ones. And I just happened to that it happened within the last year or so. <laughs> no, I had I work up there three nights a week by myself, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so I am basically in charge. So if anything does go down, it's me, and if I'm fortunate enough, a couple customers might help out. Um, So I had this guy, um, one of these nights that I worked, it's probably maybe less than a year ago. Uh, I've, I've seen him before. Didn't know It's not the type of place you take credit cards necessarily for everybody because it's just... It's not too crazy that you can't watch everybody. And I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. So this guy came in, normally just gets a couple of drinks and some carry out, and he's on his way. But you've seen him before. I have. I he's have seen him before. Time. Not okay. the first time, not an everyday regular, but I've seen him before. And uh, that night, for whatever reason, I maybe maybe hit a keynote ticket or something, but he was very generous. He was buying people drinks left and right. Oh, about, okay. At about a $100 tab or so. You know, and I could see at one point that 
you know, it, it was more of like, there are people that, like I said, when you take a drink from somebody, doesn't necessarily mean that that person has a right to come up and talk to you. And mm -hmm. this guy started chit-chatting with some of the people who was buying drinks, and it got to a point they were like, look, thanks for the drink, mm -hmm. but, you know, we don't need you to sit here for 20, 25 minutes with mm -hmm. us. And he was getting a little out of hand. So I eventually, once he moved and he started to bother some customers, and I was real polite about it. I was like, look, I need you to pay your check. You know, I said, I didn't kick him out just yet, but I'm like, I need you to pay your checks. It's a $100 check. I don't have a credit card on you. So I, I feel a lot better if the check's paid. So he does give me his card. I run it. As I hand him back for him to sign it, he all of a sudden decides he wants to argue the check with me. <laughs> so I, I didn't have this. I didn't have this. I said, you've been buying drinks for everybody. I could see where this was going. This guy was probably a little bit older than me. Not much older than me, but big guy. I mean, like, I'm 6'1", 6 6'2". 6 this guy was probably 6'3", 6'4". Uh, Probably pushing 250, I think. I got, Thick boy. I got into, I, this is said, I just, <laughs> I love, I, I don't want to say I love this stuff, but I got into like, this is out of Roadhouse. So the first part is out of Roadhouse. I'm literally at one point quoting, quoting Roadhouse with this guy. <laughs> I think I said to him at one point, I said, we got two options here. I said, A, you leave on your own free will. B, I help you leave. I said, either way, you're leaving. <laughs> this guy still wanted to step to me. I couldn't believe it when he wanted, and he, and he took option B. So, <laughs> so check paid, mind you. I'm literally coming around the bar. And this guy comes at me. I'm like I said, I'm actually pretty impressed because I still got it. This guy <laughs> came at me, and I mean, I took, I, I wrestled and throughout all the way through college, and you know, I did some boxing, some MMA at one point in my life. <laughs> and this guy came at me. I couldn't believe it at first, and I literally wrapped this guy up and tossed him. We had this uh, captain like ceramic. I don't know where it came from, but it's a captain, like of a ship. This guy is just ceramic. It's probably some beer giveaway, oh, like it's a Captain great. Morgan Perry. Either way, type of I thing, felt yeah. bad because the only person that really got hurt bad in the incident was the captain because I tossed this guy right into where our ATM was and the captain. Captain got split in two. Oh. <laughs> I had to escort the guy out. I had somebody else there help me, thank God. I was literally like, I'm glad it didn't happen. And I'm smart enough to know outside of pushing the guy, Take it outside, mm -hmm. as Dalton would say in Roadhouse. Take yeah. it outside. <laughs> um, so now that he's out, so that's the end of it. So fast forward about six months later, and this guy guy comes back in, and, and I have I, I believe that people make mistakes. I believe in second chances on any aspect of life. I'm always willing to, you know, somebody had a bad night. Mm -hmm. Okay, no harm, no foul. You know, he wasn't an asshole when he came in. And this night I was working with, I know it was a Friday night because I was working with Marvin. I, you've met Marvin before. Love me some Marvin. He is just terrific, man. He is Big heart. Oh, my God. He is just terrific, man. So we're both working this night. Marvin knows who I'm talking about. He knew the story beforehand. So guy's doing the same thing this time. And buying drinks for everybody. Buying drinks really? for everybody. Okay. It hit about 100 bucks again. And I told Ma, I said, look, I said, we really got to keep an eye on this. Well, at one point, we had multiple occasions had asked him to pay his tab, mm -hmm. like very politely about it. And then it got to a point where he wasn't going to pay it. And I will say that everything was allegedly from here on out. Uh, <laughs> Marvin and I decided to allegedly wrap this guy up and take him out back. And when we realized that he did not have 
any money on him other than a phone and a set of keys, uh, we unfortunately had to re-educate that guy out back. The first it's time part, to exercise the demons. <laughs> I joke with people because when I've told these stories, like the first part, I swear, is right out of Roadhouse. I even had somebody after I tossed the guy, he was calling me like, I, I, I like the, I like Patrick Swayze's character, Dalton, but I associate more with Sam Elliott's Wade yes, Garrett. Yes. So every time I came to the bar after that, this one guy was like, ladies and gentlemen, Wade Garrett, everybody. <laughs> there <laughs> the, you are, cigarette dripping out of your mouth. The second part is more out of good fellas when the one guy tells Joe Beshi to go get his fucking shine box and then he comes back because I literally looked at Mar Marvin this is how much I love him Marvin was ready to mess him up right there at the bar I said we can't do this there's cameras here I said we gotta drag him out back <laughs> He had, it kills me, he had, he, Marvin referred to these, he has, he calls them his kill gloves. I guess he takes them to work and puts what? them on. They're just like, they look like, um, I don't want to say bot, like almost like MMA gloves, but I think it's if he ever has to get his hands really dirty because mm. he doesn't want to bloody himself up. He doesn't want to mess oh up his nose. He's got his kill gloves. fighting gloves. Jesus Christ. So he was ready to drop the guy oh, right, right there. And I'm, like I said, I've done this long enough. I said, get him out the door. I said, Marvin, we can't do this here. I said, drag him out back. There's no cameras. <laughs> <laughs> this guy and I'm not even exaggerating like I said we were fairly nice until I realized like there's no money there's none of this yeah he was just putting us he's up already, he's already attacked you oh, in the past yeah, yeah, he's absolutely. putting us up yeah it's time so to this guy and I and like I said I mean he literally shit himself I'm not figuratively this guy literally shit himself the shit stain is probably still on the parking lot we left this guy <laughs> out a picture of that <laughs> now you've been to town tavern so you know the little back back area yes with the, with the little patio we have where you can smoke and then there's the cement which is yes. the parking lot so we originally this guy was laying there he was still alive <laughs> we left him laying there <laughs> and a bread truck there's another restaurant called Vito's next door this bread truck was driving by literally and I was like Marvin I said we can't leave him laying here I said it's too close to town tavern I said we gotta drag him to the, to the dumpster oh my god <laughs> as we're dragging this guy to the dumpster because this bread truck that came by, Marvin's like, those guys never stop. He said, those motherfuckers stopped. He said, I guarantee they're calling the cops. I said, are you fucking kidding me? So I'm like, Marvin, we can't leave him here. So we waited a minute thinking they were going to go away. And as we're dragging the body to the dumpster, dragging the body. <laughs> this truck comes by again. Like, God damn it. So we literally had him by the dumpster. We went in. And, and eventually an ambulance showed up. And it was fine, but we kept thinking, you know, they were going to come knock on our door, mm -hmm. anything like that. At one point, I even thought, I mean, we'll go out there and just be like, look, we found him this way. <laughs> <laughs> we we can't, hide the bloody gloves. We, oh can't, have him, we can't have him Mark, bleeding all over the bar. One of his hands. <laughs> He's got carpal tunnel now from it. <laughs> But I'm just like I said, right out. Of, like I said, right out of Goodfellas. I felt like I felt like uh, I don't know. Maybe I was De Niro, and he was, and, and uh, Marvin was Joe Pesci, and then the other guy was uh, I forgot his name in the it's, movie. But it's incredible. But we literally got in there, and, and we were like, oh god. I said we got to get it. You know, we basically hightailed it. It was after two. We locked everything up. We were out the front door, and I'm thinking in a day or so we're gonna you know, like somebody call. We're gonna hear something from management. Hey, did this happen or this and that? Nothing. And the same thing with the first incident, nothing. I said, thank God. I said, some people, like I said, you know, I don't have a short trigger. It takes a lot to push yeah. my niceness to a whole nother level. Some people don't know how to control that. And then you wind up having things like police and you got to file a report. And well, it shit to, goes to, there's a right way and a wrong way to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you got to re-educate somebody. <laughs> 
But I literally, Marv and I both were like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's call. Let's call. And, and to be fair, he is still alive because Marvin. You've seen him. I was going to ask you if you've seen him Marvin since. Said, Marvin said that he saw him come in for carry out one time after that. He came back? For carry out. To the That's bar that beat your ass. Is. Of course, one of his favorite lines was, I know the owner. I said, what a coincidence. So do I. Oh, my God. <laughs> but we actually, so... Because he didn't have any money or anything on him, he had a set of keys and he had a and he had a phone. I kept them both. <laughs> this two days later, so this happens on a Friday, Sunday. I think we were out of school because Wyatt and I went up to see Marvin to say hello to him. And I I told Wyatt about this, like he got a kick out of this. I even showed him the picture of the captain splitting two the one time. But I said, I said we're gonna go up there. We're gonna see if that guy's truck's up there still because it sat for a couple of days. I said we're gonna move that truck. I said if it's up there, which unfortunately it wasn't. <laughs> I wish uh, it he had spare. Been. But yeah. he has been spotted, so the guy's still alive, oh which is good. God. I was going to ask you if you'd seen him again. I yeah, think that's pretty hilarious. Is. Mike's so, also right. If you just got your ass kicked at a bar, would you come back and I then order from there again? I, that, I to me, that. is the amazing part. Now, People, now here's, here's the interesting thing. You, you said that you and Marvin were like, oh, we don't know what's going to happen. We've got to kind of lay low mm -hmm. here on, the, on this whole situation uh, until we find out if the dust is settled. The funny thing is if that guy went and talked to a lawyer or somebody oh, like gosh. that, here's how that conversation would go. There's something in the law called the reasonable person standard. And what that is is basically <laughs> a test to say, what would a reasonable person sure. expect or in these circumstances? Sure. You went to the town tavern. You need to, be, you need to have the expectation that if you're <laughs> out of line, you're, you're going to get your ass beat. And more nights than not, like I said, that's the beauty of that place. You know, I, I really do. I love working there. It is just, you never know what's going to happen. You know, I don't have a lot of nights like that. That's a rarity. Like I said, I, yeah. I, I yeah, joke. Well, because word got out. I, <laughs> I, I joke with somebody. Like, don't fuck with the bartender of the day. We'll fuck your shit up, Let's go dude. to Chili's and cause ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I joked with somebody. I said, the, the movie True Romance. I don't know if you. Yeah, of course. Christopher Walken. One of his so greatest good. lines in there. I've yeah. killed a man since 1975. <laughs> I, I hadn't been in a fight in, of any magnitude in, in so long. It really had been a while. I mean, Pannonia Station probably is about where I'd have to go as far as really? the last time I had to be involved with something. But yeah, like I said, it's been a while, but I still got it, man. My, oh my, my last bar fight, also on York Road. You see, this is why I asked about I'm sorry. the York Road I'm like, walkers. Honestly, like, just, I'm just, I, my mind's just a little blown just because I've just met you. You seem like a nice guy. I am. We, we just talked to you. We just talked to your five-year-old son. Nine. Uh, nine. Sorry, nine-year-old son. Sorry about that, buddy. Yeah, Actually, yeah. you shouldn't be listening. You should be eighteen right now if you're hearing this. Uh, but you want people to say please and thank you, and you can't have the straws. And and, and I have a I I have a much higher tolerance than I think than some people I've worked with over the years. Like it takes a lot. For that switch to flip, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. I, like, you're I even felt bad. Like I said, the first, I actually felt bad. Like I, I, I felt bad, like roughing him up a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah, kind of did, you know. It's, it's not me, but it'd you be know, one. It'd be it, one thing. Look, it'd be one thing if you had not gotten physical before. If he had not gotten physical yeah. with you. But this is egregious. You're yeah. coming in here and you're running up money. You're mm -hmm. stealing from us. You know, yeah. you got to set mm -hmm. the tone. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I just, that's all, I just, it's hilarious just because you're just smiling yeah, yeah. And, and laughing. Well, I am. No, people I were just, shocked. I just need, that's what I mean. That's what I'm, they trying were. To, I'm trying to paint the picture for no. people because you <laughs> They were all shocked. The next day I started coming into work. <laughs> they were all shocked. I said, you know, I said, I got, I've got a line. I said, this guy crossed it. 
you know, I, and I've always said, you know, let them make the first move because then technically it's self-defense mm-hmm. if I ever have to plead yep. a case. Like, I'm not, I'm not that guy that's swinging. I'm more defense mm-hmm. than anything. But if I have to take somebody down, I will. But, yeah. yeah, like I said, I'm the nicest guy in the world, man. But, you know, for the, for the right reason, man. That, that's I think that was another Dalton line. I'm going to take you down. <laughs> Left boot. Jesus <laughs> Oh, my God. There's nothing that's going to top that. So I'm just going to keep us moving. That's the best story. Question number eight. This is sex, drugs, and rock and roll, oh Ed. So gosh. this was originally, this category was just the sexy Lexi. We just asked sex stories, but we realized we're not doing it justice, right? This business has a party scene aspect to it. You're, you're close quarters with people. Absolutely. You're working hard. And, and what happens is that friction creates a lot of... A lot of tension, and Absolutely. people release that a bunch of different ways. So tell us about the sex, drugs, and rock and roll in the restaurant business. I will say that I thoroughly enjoyed my 20s and 30s in the places that I worked and the clientele that I got to meet. So uh, I don't want to boast, but I almost look at myself as the Will Chamberlain of bartending. So, <laughs> it's amazing I only have two kids some days. <laughs> <laughs> I got lucky. To, I was, I Mike say, didn't get the sports I, reference, by the way. Uh, Will Chamberlain, famous basketball player, he, he got laid a lot. with 20,000 women or something, yeah. which I, I got can't, only, can't it, imagine Steve. that. <laughs> but, you know, and like I said, my kids are everything to me. I love them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change my walk of life because I may not be where I am today if I hadn't been through things I've been through. I definitely enjoyed the business. (laughs) I definitely was a part of the alcohol and drugs and the sex. And uh, like I said, I wouldn't change it. You know, my life has changed. It's funny. Most people, they're done having kids by the time they're 40. I started. So, (laughs) but it kept me grounded, which is a good thing too. So I'm very, I'm I'm grateful I'm alive. I I really look at it that way because I definitely rock and rolled for a good 20 years of my life. Like I loved, I loved the industry. You probably can both attest to it. I mean, it is almost, it's like being a rock star to some degree, you know? You yeah, can man. go to a lot of places and people will recognize you. I mean, I've been down to Ocean City before and people will recognize me from up here. Not um, paying for drinks. It's a nice feeling, you know? It's a nice yeah. feeling a bartender recognizes you. Somebody, it really is, you know? It's like I said, it's like being, it is like being a rock you know, like, star. There's the dude who beat the shit out of that guy at Top Tower. <laughs> but I love it, you know. I definitely will say I enjoyed my time. I was. How about this? When you were in your twenties, mm-hmm. right? Thick of the party scene. Where was a place that you liked to go to drink? Mm-hmm. Like, where That's was a, a place question. you liked to party? My one of my favorite places was the old CVP before it burned down. I in Towson. In Towson. Yeah. I, I lived outside of Towson. That's where I met Bobby Pompanio. Oh wow! So and that's like I said, I've known him for a long time. But the reason I loved that place so much is it, it was a dive bar at the time. Yeah. It, it, it really was. It wasn't that populated. And I used to laugh with Bobby about it. You know, I if I had a dollar for every time I came in there with a different girl, and <laughs> Bobby would just play it off like, you know, hey, <laughs> oh, uh, Bobby worked there. Oh yeah, that's, oh. How I met, that's how I met Bobby. So that makes a lot more sense that's why he ended yes. up at Ocean. Yes. But you know, he's the reason I worked there. He's the reason because when too. he finally retired, mm-hmm. I took his shifts. Yeah, he, and that's he, how I kind of weaseled my way. He's in. actually the one that got me in there too. Really, he actually made a recommendation to them at the time. Yeah, he, he's a good. He, he's a great guy. He's a good guy. Great his kids are two of my. My favorite people, yeah, yeah, good, I love good, Mike. good people. I love Mike, <laughs> uh, Mike, yeah, but, uh, shout out. 
guy. I used to go in there all the time, and I'd, you know, I'd have a different girl every time I went in there, you know. And, and like I said, it was my place. I didn't run into everybody. I wasn't going to run into some other girl I was with the next, the week before. Because or you, you, you know, this was my CVP, spot. This yeah. was one of my and spots. And you knew you had, you, you knew you had an ally on uh, the other side of the place. <laughs> God, I love that place, man. But yeah, that was where I would. That's like I said. That, all right, I gotta ask. I gotta, I gotta ask the question that we're all thinking. All right, Did you ever have sex in CVP? No. Uh, Did you ever burn it down? No, I did not do that. <laughs> oh, uh, I, did, I did like the old school, but I had many great times in there from leaving there as well, too. So. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. But That's great, I, man. I, I it's always nice the, when, you, when you have that ally behind the bar. Yeah. I think that's serious. You know, like, there are... Um, there are bars that I've strategically gone to on first dates because I know that the staff or the bartender are going to go out of their sure, way for me. And sure. it's going to, I'm not going to lie, it's going to look impressive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Person. Absolutely. Oh, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, they're taking oh, yeah, this. Him. Yep. Damn, okay. You absolutely. know, we're getting a little, we're getting, you know, so that's definitely something you, you actually do strategically. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Um, there are also times I went on dates where I was like, I don't want anybody to see me. <laughs> 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 like I'm going to a new place I've never been to. <laughs> All right, honey, we're going to Chili's. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's burn it down. Uh, <laughs> that is incredible. I had no idea Pomponia worked there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes so much more sense known, now than the known, CVP Ocean Pride connection. I've known Bobby, I feel like, because I think I met him in my mid-20s. I remember the girl I was dating, and we actually just stumbled in there on a Sunday for football. And, you know, had a great time. And, and I, like I said, I was a regular there for a long time, especially when Bobby was Did there. you ever have a gold card? I did not. No, that was oh, what a time to be alive, man. So the um, when I first started working at Ocean Pride, there's a relationship between the two places, and if you were an employee, mm-hmm. you they literally had like a business card that was gold, and written on it were all the things that you got fifty percent off. Oh, nice. And so you could get fifty percent off at Ocean Pride, you get fifty percent off at CVP, and the list was wild, dude. Like it was top shelf shit, and we um, that's what I didn't even really like. After they rebuilt the place, yeah, yeah. it's never really been my scene. Me neither. It's very like Towson preppy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But I would go there because we would run up these crazy like couple hundred dollar tabs and walk out paying one hundred fifty oh, bucks. Terrific, here's my here's my gold card. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Wow. I'm learning a lot today. <laughs> All right. Question number nine. Mike, tee him up. Hazing, pranks, and games. So this uh, is, we love all these questions, but this is Steve and I's favorite question. Steve and me, Steve and I, I can't even think of it now. Me and <clears> Steve. <throat> but this is, this is like, uh, you know, this is the way you initiate, uh-huh. you know, the new people and see, you know, if they can handle working in this business. Uh, this is also the way you, you know, just fuck with your coworkers and stuff. So actually, we already know you, we, you already teased this one at yeah. the very beginning. Do you remember, do you remember the story you were going to tell about your coworker earlier that we made you stop? I hope we didn't lose this. Oh, it was, it was Glenn with his uh, the Glenn, flower yes. thing. Glenn yes, the flower yes. thing. Yeah. So, so t- tell the first set it up by explaining the flower thing to people. <laughs> Glenn, I love him. Gosh, he would make. He was an artist as well. He would make. He would take a napkin and he could make it look like a flower. I mean, <laughs> like a rose. I mean, it literally. One nap- have the same stick every time he did it. He hand him the flower. 
And then he'd say, don't water it. Oh, my oh, God. I, I thought that was the funniest, <laughs> such dumbest thing ever. That, this is and a, I still in my head, every time I see Glenn, in fact, <laughs> oh, don't water it. <laughs> this is the exact representation of Glenn, where I was saying, if you don't met him for the first time, you're like, God, what a dumbass. But then you see him do it for the 15th time, oh, and you're God. like, oh, this guy's doing genius-level comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. He was like that. I, like I said, I love him, man. I just I would make fun of him to his so face. Funny. I don't water it. <laughs> oh, gosh. So how did you prank him with the flower thing? I just thought the whole thing. I mean, I did one time where I just literally, I think I actually put some in water with him. Oh, just, yeah. Just to upset him. No, but I had one that we used to do this to the barbacks at Pedonia Station. Some of them were not the brightest. So we had it. It was a, a Chinese restaurant next door. I think it was Ito Sushi. I think it's still there, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to send the barbacks over there. And we'd see how long, like I said, we'd see how long it take them to figure it out. We used to send the barbacks over there to get us a bucket of steam and, uh, and table stretchers. <laughs> Got it. And we actually had a couple that went over there and, like, even if they couldn't find it there, they're trying to figure out how to do this. <laughs> guys, it's All right, pull. <laughs> they're impossible task, guys. <laughs> But a couple people actually tried to. Quick, quick, they, we got a party at 15. We need quick, the table to stretch. Quick. <laughs> it just was, I, I think uh, they never did that to me. I hope I would have been smart enough to figure it out. But we had a couple people that I swear to God would go next door. I couldn't get one. They wouldn't give me a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the problem how did, is? How did, wait, how did the restaurant feel about this? Were oh, they, God, were they it in on it? Oh, okay, yeah, right. oh, yeah. It was always the, all the bartenders. We yeah, were yeah, just yeah. like, let's see. Let's just send them over there. You and know what the became like? The problem with these pranks where you send somebody for something that's not real, and we've mm -hmm. talked about Mike knows where I'm going with this, is uh, even if you're smart, you want to do good. Sure, absolutely. Right? And you're working in a job where somebody's like, do this, do that. Uh, you're like, you don't know this environment, right. so you want to do good. Absolutely. And so you're like, okay, that sounds fucking like the dumbest thing I've ever heard, uh, but yeah. whatever. I, I got I to gotta put in effort. You almost like shut your brain off but, just to perform. The, the chef at Bluestone tried to get me with uh, a can of the dehydrated water. And I turn around, I start walking. I'm like, what the? No, you're not going to get me. Fuck off, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, always remember the movie Waiting when it came out. Yeah. And every, everybody that worked in the industry, and I remember what they, the, the dick tricks that they did in the movie. Oh, yeah, that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dick showing people, game. Not yeah. a lot of people like to, to do that during my times at Pedonia. I don't think I ever actually walked in on one of them, but I know a couple people. Do you know that anybody did. that actually got somebody with a goat? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't. So my favorite is the Abraham Lincoln. Okay. I don't know if I know this one. <laughs> no, it's from, it's from the movie. Oh, it is? Yeah, I mean, like, okay. There's one scene. So yeah. they talk about a lot of them, right? So yeah. the, there's the wristwatch where you that, take yes. your shaft. And you no, I don't, I don't know about that That's one. That's not described in the movie, but that no. is what <laughs> you take. Tom Perry used to the brains. Dirty Tom used to do it to me. We'd be in the car, and he'd be like, "What time is it?" And and I'd look over at him, and he'd have his oh like, my god across his wrist. <laughs> and he'd just like take it out, he'd put the shaft across. Um, there was the brain the where bat, you hold the your bat wing. You hold your balls. It looks to make all it look veiny, like, a brain. like a bat. There's, the bat, bat wing, wing is when you pull your ball skin uh, apart, and it looks veiny like a bat wing. The there's one scene in the movie yeah. though where they like come back in. Yeah, to, like he's uh, been describing Madness a bunch describing of them. Describing yeah. a bunch of uh -huh. them. And he's just finishing describing. He's like, that's the Abraham Lincoln. But it doesn't count if you don't shave it so it looks like a beard. Yeah. So <laughs> you, have to, you have to shave it so there's just hair on the bottom. And then you got to hold the shaft up so it looks oh, like a Lincoln top hat. God. With his, you know, his, his uh, uh, you know, he has that, oh, what's that funny. called? Uh, the When you have a butt chin, right? right? So it looks like the butt oh, chin with gosh. the beard underneath. The goat, which is the one in the movie, 
you know, becomes this that Mitch does at the very end is where you tuck your dick back between your legs and stick it out like a little tail, and then you moon somebody God. while you show them your dick at the same time. Pretty, you know, there's some variations, but I just, I've always had an affection for the Abraham Lincoln. That's that just, too you know, it takes some planning, some that effort. We're always know? looking for new ones, so if you, next time you find yourself in some free time, you know, play with your balls. Play with yourself, see what you come up with. Oh, man. I would say let's watch Waiting, but there's no way we're not watching Roadhouse. Yeah, tonight. Yeah, <laughs> Got it. Could you imagine if uh, somebody was playing the dick showing game at the Double Deuce? Dalton would literally, like, like it's an esophagus, rip their cock off their body. <laughs> oh my god oh my god all right ed what an unbelievable run through the gauntlet we are now to our final question awesome. of the evening question number 10 firing and quitting stories or as we affectionately call this category getting 86 oh. you teased us you teased us ed you said uh, you're saving I do, something i do i do i will say this if you have never in your life decided to walk out on a job at, at mere seconds you've not truly lived <laughs> if you have never been fired for some reason one or another you've not truly lived or they're just their experiences that will teach you things about life so this is one of my favorite ones this actually is how i ended things with pedonia station the first time so <laughs> that's how you know you really it, worked there yeah and if you've never been fired and brought back there, you, you don't work in the well, restaurant the business the story will be even funnier the fact that i, I came back which was even more amazing so, so my general manager, they used to tell me, I, I used to be on the tour at Padonia Station uh, when new waitresses came in and they trained them. They would say, make sure you stay away from this guy, which, of course, was usually an open invite Jesus for Christ. them to want to go with me. Right, right. Don't push the red button. Exactly. So my general manager, who, Don't push the ed button. who mind you, was married and had kids and just... Kind of, kind of a sleazy guy to some degree. So this new girl gets hired. <laughs> nice girl, cute girl. And he literally comes up to me and, and tells me, this is my general manager. Stay away from her. Don't sleep with her. I look at my buddy who's bartending and I was like, well, I, of course I have to now. Like I said, you, you literally told me not to. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> now she's the only person that's so, attracted to me. <laughs> eventually, I did, and I did sleep with her. <laughs> and he found out. And I was working a shift, and when we went back at the end of the night to turn our drawers in, he hands me this write-up, and I'm reading it. Um, I basically got suspended for a week for banging a cocktail waitress. What? I swear, I, ha I, I was trying to find the write-up because I have it oh still. Oh, my God. I have it yeah, still. You Dude, the you can still find that. I still couldn't believe it. I, like, I looked at him. I'm like, are you serious? Is this I'm a like, joke? Is this, yeah. for, is this for real? Like, you're going to suspend me. He, we told you to stay away from me. And it says in the write-up, we told Ed to stay away. He didn't stay away. I'm like, dude, I didn't force myself can on this, girl. Can you believe somebody sat down and wrote I this down? We it. told Ed not I to have laughed. sex with her. I mean, I literally was like, I said, I can't believe this is really happening. I'm like, you know, what I do, as long as I don't bring it to work, that's my business. Yeah, I don't, absolutely. It, it, it's yeah. just part of the business, you know. Employees sleep together, employees and customers, whatever. Some are friends, some are not and friends. You know we what? still work And yeah. some people sometimes bring it to work, but for the most part, if you're a professional, you, I've worked with girls that were ex-girlfriends of mine, and I would be as professional as I could be. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't bring that to work, even if it is, involves a work person. So I came back out after this write-up. I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is for real. I'm like, I got five days off now. <laughs> I went back out, the bartender friend of mine <laughs> who I worked with, and 
I said, his name was Steve, and I said, you're not going to believe this. I said, I'm suspended. I said, I said I'm suspended for sleeping with that waitress. I said, I can't believe he did that. He's even like, he's like, I can't believe he did it either, you know? So I'm like, all right. So I got suspended. And then I come back the next week. And he was he was fucking with my schedule. You know, I had nights ah, that I had worked with yeah, regularly. Your punishment wasn't over yet. So no, now it's not just a suspension. No. Now he's mm-hmm. starting to get and cheeky. And he took away one of my best shifts. And I and I was pretty close to like you know ready to move anyway. And I remember saying to some people, I didn't tell anybody, but I was like, you know, I said this is going to be my last night. It was a Wednesday night. We used to do karaoke. It was it was a good night to work at Pannonia Station. And he decided to take that shift away from me after all that so my last Wednesday I worked and I knew it I said this is going to be my last night I said you know I'm obviously replaceable in his eyes so he doesn't need any time to replace me so I basically gave a two minute notice at the end of my <laughs> shift you know let's play about it I said look I said you know what I, that's how after 13 years or whatever I, I said you know then replace me that's mm-hmm. fine you know I, I don't need this shit mm-hmm. you know and, I, and I'm glad I did because you get into a rut sometimes where you work at a place and maybe the money's really good and it's tough to leave, you know? You know, it, it, you, you think sometimes there's nothing better out there, you know? And I, and I used to think like that. I, that's why I think that's why I stayed at Pedonia Station for so long and I have great memories, but I have also had a lot of better opportunities yeah. since then. I don't look at, I used to think of that as this was the best place I was gonna work, the most money I was gonna make and I've realized, you know, I should be betting on myself more which I've learned as I've gotten older that, you know, I can go anywhere in the right environment and, and make money and be successful, you know, but basically told this guy, I was like, all right, I said, you know, F you, you know, there's my two minutes. And that was the end of it. <laughs> it's easy to fall into that routine and not, and you need a catalyst. And the you thing need something is, to break the, the owner, because we talked about it years later, I left for about a year or two yeah. and I was working at a, it's not open anymore, but it was called Tavern on the Hill down in uh, Mount Roy, uh, Mount Roy, uh, I think it was. It's not there anymore. It used to be across from yeah. City Cafe, kind of. Yeah, it's now in. Um, I don't it's right on the other side of Mount Road, uh, Bolton Hill. Okay, it's Bolton Hill because okay. now it's a um, now it's a breakfast place. I think it is. Too. It's called right. just on the hill yes. now, but it used to be used to be a bar, it's, right? But I worked there for about a year or so, and and I left. And the owner, the GM guy that was such the problem, and the owner even knew it. You know, he finally left, and the. Uh, the owner called me and asked me if I wanted to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted me to, to uh, you know, bartend a couple of nights and manage a couple of nights. Um, and I was like, sure. You know, and he talked about it. He laughed about it. He was like, you know, he said, you know, you two just, you know, they just had, it was, it was a jealousy thing. You know, like I said, you know, I didn't, I, I did not have to work very hard to get this woman into bed. And, you know, he was probably pissed off about it. And the owner laughed about it. So this is going to be this is going to continue to another firing story. So I was managing there a little bit too. And and at that time, I still wanted, I, I really wanted to run a business like the restaurant business. Right. I, I really liked it at the time. I didn't have any kids. I didn't have any attachments. And I really thought that you know I, I might enjoy that. I thought this was a good stepping stone. You know, to get an opportunity to manage this place. And it was also during my time that I you know still drank and still partied some. And I got one night in there, one of my, one night while I was managing, I got so fucked up. <laughs> and, and I so, That's a good bar when oh your managers are getting litigated. So yeah. fucked up 
I locked my keys in the office. So I couldn't get in the office. My, my set of keys that opened and closed everything. To like shut the rest uh-huh. of them down. I'm like, fuck me. So, to a point, it got so bad. You're drunk. Keys to locked a point, in the office. The cleaning service came in. Oh, and this man. is like 4.30 or whatever. And they, they see me. And I'm like, dude, there's no way I'm talking myself out of this shit. I think I eventually left. And then I get the call the next day. And, you know, I basically was going to be fired for this. In fact, the owner's exact words were, I don't want to ever see you in this building ever again. Oh, my God. <laughs> but this gets better. This gets better. So, of course, one of the kitchen guys I had talked to. How many times are you going to quit the same <laughs> place get better. fired? So he told me. The, same restaurant. the kitchen guy was telling me, he's like, Ed, they keep a spare key right up here. I'm like, you motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> man. We saved all my he problems. He knew it the whole time. I didn't know. Yeah, but, he he missed, but I was by myself, so there was yeah. nobody to be like, Ed, the key's up here. I didn't know who to call so, and you're also fucked up <laughs> so at the end of this when the owner's like don't ever come in here again or whatever fast forward less than a year later they made the announcement that Penny Station was going to close yeah the owner calls me and for the last three months he asked if I would like to come back and bartend really I said sure I'd love to be there for the end of it I felt like I was there for a big mm-hmm. and I was very appreciative that he did that you know he didn't have to he knew it's like I, Adam Jones signing a one-day contract, I, right, to retire. I was, a, I was a good employee. I drank a little bit, but I was a, he knew I was a good kid. You know, I think he knew that deep down. I just had some issues that, at that time. So I ultimately, my one friend that I worked with for years, he laughed. He's like, you're the only motherfucker that can get fired from there, told to never come back, and then they call you to work the last two months. There it is. I said it was just fitting to be a part of ending it. Yes. You know, it really was a cool thing. So, it's amazing. But That's that amazing, was dude. just a shit show in its own. But, you know, like I said, great memories. I, I wouldn't change it for the world, man based on how my life is going. You know, this, like what I'm about to say is going to come out. It's not going to come out right, so I'm just going to go. say it, okay? <laughs> there are some sexual escapades of mine that I'm very proud of that Absolutely. I reminisce on fondly, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I can't believe I pulled that one off. Absolutely. You know? And I'm not even talking about conquest. I'm talking about like the scenario sure, even, right? Sure, sure. You have to be a little bit proud that you got fired from your job <laughs> for having sex with somebody. I honestly that don't is know amazing. if that has ever happened to somebody. That's I amazing. Really don't. Like, I, could, I could not believe it. Like I said, I wasn't pissed. You know, I was more like, That does sound really bad happens. because plenty it's, of people are fired from their job for no, having sex actually, with somebody. It's called assault, but... Oh. This was a very different story. documented. Sort of I yeah. couldn't believe it. They put that in my file. I, so I actually, I actually got fired for having sex with uh, a coworker as well. Did you really? Yeah, it was. It was, a, it was a family business, though. So. Can you turn that that's off? Fine. That's, that's more appropriate. That actually. Uh, that is too. What did I tell you about sound effects? Christ. What did I tell you about sound effects? Sorry for saving that one. Why that do you great. why do you think that it was that girl that he was like I, I think, think he liked her. I think he thought he had a shot with her. I really and did. He's, and he's married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I thought he I think he really thought because he idiot. treated some of the women there like that. And I definitely think there was more involvement with some of them than 
people realized. But oh yeah. But I think he really either thought he had a shot with her and just thought he's basically know, like dibs. I called yeah, dibs. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like I got it first. <laughs> I seen her first. I just remember <laughs> laughing. She was a nice girl. Yeah, what was that? Over the router. No, no. I know it's from Obar the Rather. I know what it's from. What I'm asking you is what what was uh what was the commercial from the bar? Free beer. <laughs> kids. All right, guys. Look, that's about as good a place as any to bring this wacky, wacky ride to a fucking halt. Ed, unbelievable, man. So happy you came on the show. I am Thank too, man. you for sharing I, all these wonderful stories. I appreciate stories. you guys for letting me come on. I really yeah. enjoyed this. You have been <laughs> vulnerable and illuminating and hilarious, and I've had a ton of fun doing I'm it with you, me man. Me too, man. Me too. I, I feel like I, I could do this with you for another two hours I because think we I could, just, man. man, you and I, you and I just nerd out on Baltimore does, bar man. culture. We could literally sit here and talk. This guy at that bar, Absolutely, this place. I mean, it's such. Absolutely. It's small tomorrow, and and if so many stories to tell. Shit, man. If you haven't worked there, I have, and vice uh-huh. versa. All right, we have a couple more questions sure. before we get you out of here. Gotcha. The first one is what we call our cleanup. Okay. Yeah. The cleanup's pretty simple. This is where you get to take over the show a little bit more. We're not going to interrogate you. You get to kind of drive the bus. So, first, shout out some bartenders that you think need to be on the show. People that you love, great personalities that we need to interview. Lay down, lay down the challenge of the gauntlet for them. I've already mentioned him once, and if you have him on it by himself, or if you have both of us on, my man, the malevolent Marvin. Yeah, that guy's got oh stories, and, and the two of us together. Would you say malevolent or malevolent? Malevolent. <laughs> he is something else. He is a trip, man. He really is. He's actually, I love this guy. He's actually the godfather of my goddaughter, to you my get- daughter. He's like, he's the godfather. But him and his stories, man. I, like I said, I think I'm a good storyteller. He's a great storyteller. He's definitely one man. If you're looking for a no personality, doubt, no doubt. I, 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 when he first started working there uh, at Ocean Pride, mm. and I, I got to meet him. I was like, oh, this guy's lovable, but you know, he was he was still kind of getting some yeah, bartending absolutely. chops at the time. Absolutely, I've seen him now at Town Tavern, mm. just like he's come he's, a long way. Oh no my doubt. god, he's really he's coming he to is. his own. But the one thing that he always did from day one is improve the music. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, um, I, I have Ocean a lot Pride. of respect for that. He I really had, do. He had great music taste. Yeah. He took the time uh, to, to get it all set up, get playlists going. and I just We actually have it. similar taste, and my music playlist almost mirrors his now. Really? In fact, songs that I've really liked, and I didn't know who sung it. And he likes a lot of like old-school R&B. Funk. Like, He's a big yeah, funk, big um, funk big man. Funk fan. And I love that stuff, too. Some yeah. people joke that I'm playing Marvin's list. I'm like, no, that's actually mine. You know? <laughs> but... He is definitely helped me with my music collection. You gotta, He's you great. gotta give me his number. I, yeah, he and I, will, I have absolutely. obviously lost touch. I run man. into him every now and then. We'll, I will. We'll man. see each other I out. Definitely but will. Yeah, but I, I, would I love, love that, that because I'm telling you, going to a bar where their music mm-hmm. is not good that that will turn me off from the experience. Absolutely. So and we like, actually kind of really like good. Beer Hall. We don't well, have you, a lot we of played all your music the other night. Yeah, I know, but I have to request it each time. But it is. I agree with you too. Music definitely sets the environment. I'm a big. I like that when Marvin and I are working. That there's a different playlist than the good old country hits. Yeah. I kinda, I oh, is that t- what they play at Tower Classic Tower? rock. <laughs> uh, I hadn't noticed. I hadn't noticed. Uh, when I hear, I don't know what song it is, I hear like, uh, oh God, it's either a Led Zeppelin song or Moody Blues. Ripped up like now, a tread, tread in the carefully here, okay? I will. I will. <laughs> it's, it, I, I, I agree there's always an appropriate song, but there's just some that like, 
I don't know. It's just to me, it's not bar appropriate. Or like the twenty minute uh, Inagata Devita song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I gotta switch the music now. I've listened to the first ten minutes. I can't listen to the next ten minutes. No, but, well, there's like there's some songs that have been so played yes, out that like yes. even if you love the band, you don't want to yes, hear it. Yes. Um, like every Taylor Swift song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nico, That's the personal hell I live in. It does. So Nico, the, what, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Count your blessings at Town Tavern, I am you motherfucker. So sorry. Uh, one, one of my uh, one of my buddies, we talked about him on the Patreon. Uh, but he will go into these bars that have the touch tunes where you can like oh, look up yeah, almost yeah. any song. Oh yeah, and he will fucking pick these like twenty minute electric yeah. wizard songs. Awesome, and it's just it, it's yeah, funny, just but it's like people. people are in there like, what the fucking hell is going on? Yeah, we uh, right now I have this awesome relationship with our GM who is you know he plays guitar, I play guitar, and that's one of the things we first connected on. He has an incredible, incredible taste in music. And one of the things that we share is we love dirty, nasty, like stoner metal. Okay. And a lot of like, um, you know, like early punk stuff. Sure. And so yeah, yeah. we're all, you know, I'm always putting on like a lot of Iggy and, and you know, uh, The Clash and some of those those early punk bands. And, you know, he's always just, just ripping all the stoner metal. We got families eating chicken wings. Yeah, dude. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's <laughs> a, <laughs> great. It's so great, man. It's just him and I back there like, yeah, dude. That's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Um, all right. The other portion of the cleanup is not just who needs to come on the show. I mean, the gauntlet's been thrown mm-hmm. down for Marvin, no doubt. But the other, the other thing that we want to know is uh, recommendations from you. Where should people go to eat, drink, party, just have a good time? If it, you know places that you really like. <laughs> uh, you know, I went to. I've had a very tough time when I go out to eat finding a place that. I actually enjoy the food. Yeah. It's it is. It's very tough to find nowadays. In fact, I got to a point where I stopped taking my kids out to restaurants because yeah. it just got to a point where either the food was just uh, next thing I know I spent $100 and you know, we didn't eat $80 worth of the food, so but um I was actually really impressed with with mothers to be to be honest really? with you. I ate there Marvin and I uh it actually was after Ned Ned when he passed away. The one off Padania. Yes, we actually went there and ate, and I, I was very surprised. Actually, I wasn't sure what to expect, but the food was actually really good there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never eaten at a mother's. Mm-mm. I hadn't. I hadn't for a long time. It'd been a long time, and I think it was when they first got up there. It was when I first ate there. But I was. I was pleasantly surprised. That's awesome, man. You know, it really was. It was a good spot. So. We had the craziest experience the, uh, the other day. The lady and I and a friend of ours, Bob, who we just did a boilermaker mm-hmm. with. We went to an Orioles game. Yeah. We're looking for somewhere to eat. And we're like, we're not gonna fucking eat at Pickles. We're not yeah. gonna fucking, you know, Pratt Street House, whatever. Sure. You know, their food's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um, it's bar food. And we stump we we were like, fuck it. You know what? Let's go to Mick O'Shea's. We'll get a beer and a burger okay. or something. I'm blown the fuck away, dude. They got some new chef there and it was okay. the same sort of surprise. I was like, Mick O'Shea's has good food. Like yeah, it yeah. was legit we saw other dishes coming out for other people blown away by that so that's awesome that's always a nice surprise i drive by mothers all the time i get mm. beer there every now and then i'm gonna have to give them a yeah, try I'll on, that, you, on that endorsement I, I really alone. i really was pleasantly surprised that's so, awesome yeah. that's awesome well if you're if you're not familiar with the baltimore area we have a local bar called mothers it started in federal hill they now have i want to say like six locations maybe mm-hmm. They have, a, they have a couple of them, and uh, it was originally like a big party tailgate place before like Ravens mm-hmm. games, Orioles games, but uh, I know they had a pretty successful brunch for a while, mm-hmm. too, especially the one in Federal Hill, but, you know, give them a try. They're a ton of, they're a ton of fun, so. Um, all right, Ed, let's bring it on home. Let's do it, we man. have what we call our tip out. This is the end of the night. Time to pay your bartenders and let them go home. Mike, 
do you, do you want us to stop? Are no, you, you I'm good? sorry. You no, no, play, I just I do want to just oh, I do just want to say to the listeners. What are you doing I, over here? I, or we just I hope the audio quality has been good. We haven't used the system for a while. I'm I'm not to make I'm not trying to make you guys nervous because I keep coming over here and looking at the knobs and stuff. So I just I'm sorry. You are a knob. I, okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, our tip out: two very important questions to ask you. I'm going to take the first one. I'll let Mike take the second one. Now, the first one is a little indelicate, but I think you'll understand. Your sense of humor will get it. Why do you still do this? A.K.A. Why do you fucking hate yourself? <laughs> I do it for a handful of reasons. I do actually. I've worked in places before that I did not enjoy working, but I enjoyed the money. But I actually, right now, I have two places I work that yeah. I, I very much enjoyed working there, despite the ups and downs. I, I really have. I've enjoyed the. I enjoy going. I always don't look at it as work, you know. And that's a, that's a nice feeling because you know not everybody can say that with their job. And I've had bars that I mean I would walk into and feel like a prison sentence. Like, mm. you know, I get paroled in you know ten hours. So, <laughs> you know, but I really do. I enjoy. I enjoy both places. I, I enjoy the people that I've interacted with. Um, I've always been a night person, and the one benefit to me, you know, and, and it is a big reason why I still do it. I do it for my kids, you know. I, you know, I have lived at times in my life a crazy wild life, and my kids inspired me, my son especially, you know, inspired me to want something better, you know, and not, not, not necessarily money or job necessarily, but just, just quality of life. You know, like I've been I've been sober for for four years now. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Congratulations. And, we and, talked a lot about that on the last episode. Yeah, and I and I still enjoy it. Doesn't I'm you know I wasn't somebody, I was somebody I couldn't have one drink. You know, I could not go out and have one drink. Some people can control that. You mm-hmm. know, I, like I I don't when I talk about sobriety, I don't ever mean it as disrespect to people that do drink. You know, mm-hmm. everybody has their limits and how they can control it. And I couldn't. You know, and I tried to for a couple times. I tried to be like, you know, maybe if I only have one drink. Or, you know, maybe, you know, just a couple of the night. Oh, and, like, or just be, yeah, be and it never, it never worked out for me. And like I said, I look back, I wouldn't change my course of life because of where I am now, because of my kids. And, and they do. They both inspire me to want something better in life and want to give them something better. My kids deserve that. And, you know, I, I, I make a lot of sacrifices and I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm, I'm grateful. I always said I had one hell of a ride. I am grateful I'm alive. I really am. Some days I really think about it like, holy shit, you know, I lived through that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in a fucking bottle or whatever. I'm like, I'm still alive. My God, you know, but I, I joke. Like I said, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that stuff because I maybe wouldn't have my kids if that was the case. So it's been, uh, it, I, I love my life. I will say that, you know, and it's, it's allowed me to be able to have like, I'm a, I'm pretty much, I mean, I'm a single dad, full-time mode. People joke, what, ask me what I do in the daytime. Do I do a job in the daytime? I said, yeah, I take care of my kids. I mean, I'm, I, I love being able to take them to school, pick them up, do homework, yeah. you know, and I couldn't do that stuff if I was, if I was still drinking or if I was working daytime, you know, I might not get to enjoy these things. Now, eventually, mm-hmm. and when my kids get a little bit older, I, I thought about switching at least my hours maybe, but I'm a night person by habit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. If I have a night, this is a crazy night for me now. The industry's so. built for you. No doubt. I, I joke, in high school, I was always a night person. I, like I said, so this industry is perfect for me. I can't sit still. I'm amazed I've sat still this long, to be yeah, honest with you. Chill. I don't know if you noticed in the beginning, I debated standing up. Yeah, I know, <laughs> so I know. So used to it. But I do. I love... You know, if you work for the right people and the right places, I, I, I could never work corporate again. 
I couldn't deal with the little nickel and dime bullshit, but I, I'd like to think the two places I work, and it's one thing I always loved about Eric. Eric was one of my favorite general managers. It's I, really I, special. I ever had the pleasure of working with. I yeah. see him from time to time. I love the guy, but you know he he did. You did your job, and they'd leave you alone. You did your job. You had your your shit together and stuff covered. He was literally. I mean, you know him to be a big Patriots yeah. fan. Oh, yeah. He was Bill Belichick oh, as a manager. Do absolutely. your job. And I love that about him. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm fortunate enough that I have two places that I get to work like that. You know, as long as you are doing your job, people leave you alone. They know you're responsible. Instead of getting looped in with, instead of one person screwing up and you get looped in with everybody. You know, it really is some, some being an individual where you yeah. know, they know they can trust me. And it's been great, you know, and I love it for that. I mean, it is, you know, you guys both know this. It's such a, it can be an up and down business. You know, you can have things going great one day and like that, you know, that can all change. I mean, yeah. you know, it happens, but I have. It happened for me at Oceanbride. I got fired more times than I can remember. You remember when Paul came on sure, in? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, man, I couldn't get out of his way. And I had one of those experiences where it felt like he was gunning for me. Mm-hmm. He's lying to the owners, you know, and it just, man, it's crazy how some place that you can love so much can, can yeah. flip so quickly. And I mean, and, I felt that way about Pedonia Station at times. Yeah. And, I, and I look back, yeah. it doesn't change my work ethic and who I am, but I realize, you know, a lot of places, and I've seen it before, you work somewhere for 20 years and they're not going to care what you did for the first 20 years. What are you doing now? And if you're not a good performer or... They forget all that good work that. you did. They do. There's yeah. no... There's no. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes a little bit of equity, but n- not sometimes I think what it should be. You yeah. Know? I could never do corporate again. I mean, like I said, I like both places that I have worked. You had some cool spots. Yeah, too. definitely. It was fun. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. But like I said, being I, definitely looking at back like older wise, you know, I, I couldn't deal with the, well, how many pieces of flair are you wearing today? Well, mm-hmm. that's not enough. Oh, well, if you tell me I need to wear so many, let me know what the number is. So we can <laughs> stop this bullshit. <laughs> I almost, uh, when you were talking about dragging the guy out back and giving him, you know, right. yeah, a re-education, I was thinking about the printer from office space. Oh, God. So, another another <laughs> office space <laughs> reference is that, that you're sneaking in there. All right, Mike, bring us home. Final question of the show. Ed, thank you so no, much for your always, patience guys, and all your wonderful stories. I had a blast. <laughs> yeah, this was a lot of fun. All right. <clears throat> if you opened up a bar, what would you call it or what would the theme be? Oh, gosh. Oh, I have a couple in mind. <laughs> I might have to get copyright infringement for it. <laughs> no, you know what's great? If you say it on the show, it's uh, now officially been used in a business sense as a term of art. You can argue using this as evidence. It, you know, it, if anybody ever tries to steal this'll it. So be, this is your copyright. This will be my favorite one because it, it came up with a conversation with somebody. That Town Tavern, if they were ever to change the name, it's a great idea, should change the name to Mose Isley's Cantina and make it a Star Wars themed bar. <laughs> it's perfect. It is. It actually looks like that cantina too I'm on the inside. for Obi-Wan to come in and cut that guy's hand off, man. <laughs> Just a cantina song on repeat. Uh, I was going to oh, say, would you jump it? Perfect. <laughs> That would be amazing. That would be. But that would be at the top of my list. I said, I, I said something you could call a place like, because I always tell people, I'm always like, I'll see you in hell. Like uh, that from, and I didn't realize at one point I'm quoting. It's actually quoting Han Solo from Empire Strikes Back. Okay. When, like, when the uh, when he's getting ready to go out on the Tauntaun to save Luke, and one of the guys mm-hmm. is like, "You can't go out there." He's like, "Well, then I'll see you in hell." <laughs> he rides on off. Would you just call the bar Hell? Absolutely. Yeah, just hell. I'll make it with hockey sticks, just so it has a sports theme, oh and then my I can God. say, "Hey, man, I'll see you in hell." That's pretty good. <laughs> no, no, I should love that. <laughs> your 
you're, you're, you know how like all these bars have little mascots can be like a little devil Absolutely, drinking a beer. Man. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's actually pretty cool. I would go to hell. I feel like I've been there a couple times. You know what? You go to hell, dude. You should go with me. Let's go to hell. It's got a good ring to it. Yeah, that's that's too but much definitely fun. Definitely something on that. You open up a sister bar called Heaven across the street. That's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Uh, Nobody's man. allowed in. I <laughs> love right. that. I love that. All right. Did you have any more? I'm good, man. All right. No, no, that's a good and thank you so much. Give the sh- give a quick shout out to um, to our wonderful listeners before you before you say goodbye. All right. Thanks for having me, everybody. I hope I threw some entertainment at oh, you for a amazing. couple hours. <laughs> it was amazing. Thank you all for listening, Barflies, and all of you wonderful listeners out there. Until next time, fuck off. Hey everyone, and thanks for listening along, and thanks for drinking along, or doing laundry, or whatever the hell you're doing. We really hope you enjoyed the show, we've, we've had so much time, that this, these Baltimore episodes have been great. Um, if you did enjoy it, we do release new episodes whenever we can. As always, a big shout out to our friends at Trauma Parlor, whose song Fast One you heard throughout the show and you're listening to right now. Go uh, check them out there on Facebook and Spotify and show those guys some love. Damn straight, and if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at BRP Drink Along. You can listen along anywhere you get your podcast just by searching the Bartender Rant Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. This is very, very important, guys. If you haven't done so yet, stop what you're doing, subscribe, rate, and review. That's the best way to help us grow the show and reach new listeners. The more ratings and reviews, the faster we can climb up the charts. And plus, Mike and I really need the personal validation. I mean, we don't deserve it, but we want it. Uh, don't forget, if you are a Spotify user, be sure to check out the BRP playlist on our Spotify profile. We've got some really cool playlists on there for you. We, um, well, yeah, timing, never mind. Uh, but most importantly, we've got the BRP Industry Night. Every guest adds three songs to that, so you can go and check out your favorite guests' taste in music. No doubt. Uh, do you want to be? Do you want some kick-ass show merch, Mike? Yes, please. I think oh. I think Regina stole your hoodie, by the way. I noticed. Um, I'm gonna try to get it back, but honestly, I might give it to her after what we did to her last. Why night. do I keep getting brought into this? You're the one who locked her out of her house. Okay. Out of your house, guys. I was I was asleep on the bar. I'm not to blame here. Anyway, we'll talk about this later. Um, if you do want some sweet show merch like the awesome BRP hoodie that Regina is wearing right now, check out all of our amazing swag. Um, courtesy of Campa Design Co. And that link is on the show description and on our Instagram page. And if you just want to hang out with Mike and me, join us the first Monday of every month for a virtual industry night happy hour. We're going to have some drinks, meet some fellow barflies, listen to the guest bartender rant playlist, uh, and you can even tell Mike and I how much we suck at podcasting. Make sure to follow us on social media for all those links. I try to post a day or two before. Um, Now, for all you shit talkers out there, it's your turn on the mic. We've set up a bartender hotline called the Suggestion Box, where you can air your grievances, tell your stories, or just rant about the bullshit you put up with at your bar. Just dial 423-P-O-D-R-A-N-T and drop a line. Mike and I will play the best of the bunch and react to your crazy stories on this new bonus segment called... Suggestion box. So the next time the bar business has you saying "fuck me," just dial four two three P O D R A N T. And if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Ramp podcast on Patreon. We're going to get access to our bonus content, uh, special releases, uh, and some more stuff we have on there. And honestly, we just thank you all our Patreon members. We can't tell you how much we appreciate your support. 
No doubt. And if you want to be a big tipper. AKA one of our Bozells, which honestly the Patreon members are our Bozells too. We should probably rewrite this, but. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, they get it. <laughs> Feel free to leave a tip on PayPal oh, under God. the Bartender Ran Podcast. Or, you know, G- we should just put your Venmo on here since you're getting the money anyway. Feel free to leave a tip on PayPal under the bartender rant podcast at gmail.com. If you do, we'll list you as one of our wonderful executive producers and shout out your name and your drink of choice during the halftime break. For a limited time, probably, until we get, you know, like big, you know, million dollar sponsors and we're going to have to put them in there. Yeah, and then we don't need you guys. <laughs> um, just to shout out a few of our favorites Mikey Sr., Chandler, Leah. Brandon, Leo, Javier, and the one and only Regina Grace. Look, Mike and I do this because we love the industry and we want to bring you great content, but this is not our day job. With your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along, drink along. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their National Helpline is free, confidential, 24-7, and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along, but more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, Please reach out to the International Helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If you, if you need just somebody to, to talk to or vent to, we're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast, and we want you to stick around, and Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah, did he tell you anything about what happened last night? Yeah. It sounds idiot, awful. He's a fucking idiot. He's a, it's absolutely hilarious. Don't get me wrong. I was fucking just like locked out and my phone was dead. So I'm like, dude. I just scaled a building. Yeah, I, I could have just slept in the hammock. But I was like, man, I'd really like to get in the bed. You know? <laughs> fucking idiot. I came up here. He was still passed out. And I was just in his face. I was like, you stupid piece of fucking shit, motherfucker. Leave me locked out. Said the one girl had to stay at a hotel. Yeah. And she, yeah. Yep. Yep. Whoops-a-daisy. Yeah, great. Thanks for losing us $200, you idiot. What? We should really reimburse Regina for that. I I feel bad. Crap. I don't feel right making her pay for the hotel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, until last night when she got locked out of the fucking house. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I feel terrible. Just not that terrible. Yeah, I feel. I, I hate that for her. <laughs> you know? No, honestly, look, man. I feel terrible about it, but it was pretty clear I was blacked out. I, I was asleep. That's, uh, that's why also I'm not mad because it was obviously you guys were just drunk. And if I asleep. see the, if I see the person that is blacked out that I'm staying with. In a city I don't live in, guess what I do? I tie my fucking self to that person's hip. They're not going anywhere I'm not going. I don't know. It's a terrible situation. I blame Regina. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs>
All right, you're on speaker now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, this is Steve and Mike, guys, that I'm doing the show with, okay? Okay. This is Wyatt. Hey, Wyatt, how you hey. doing, buddy? What's up? Doing good. <laughs> Are you excited to be on your first ever podcast? <laughs> you, I'll tell you what, you're braver than most. Usually when people come on this show, they get a little nervous, but uh, we're going to have a ton of fun. Do you mind if we ask you a few questions? Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, we're going to get the recording going here in a second, but just stay with us here on the phone, all right? Okay, I'm ready. You having a good day, by the way? Uh, yeah, I Awesome, awesome, man. It's football Sunday. How could you not? The Ravens won, you know? It's, 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 a, it's a good Sunday. All right, I'm going to have uh, I'm gonna have your dad hold the phone up to the microphone, and we're going to bring you in, okay? Okay. All right, I'm ready. All right, here we go.